What's going on, everyone? It's that time. Thank you for joining this season gaming big cast episode 107. And this week we have myself, who you know well. We've got Mr. Dan Words compatible Dan Rodriguez. Uh, appropriate for the topic today, sir. Yeah, I do what I can. And what what what? We're gonna hit the shirt right away. What do you got oh, on today? Oh, it's just. Oh, uh, you've got your Doom shirt. Yeah. Yeah. A Doom casual. shirt that is uh, uh, surprisingly accurate. Right, buddy. <laughs> I've got like 15 of these shirts. <laughs> and joining us for the first time, uh, very happy, and it's been too long. I know we talked about this a long time ago. Enrique from Basement Radio Arcade Broadcast, or Podcast Broadcast, Podcast, joining us today. Welcome, sir. Woo! Hey, man, happy to be on. It's funny, we, we did talk about doing this a long time ago, and yeah. I know we had you on BRAP. So uh, yeah. it is truly an honor, gentlemen, to be on and um, talk some video games. Yeah, and we got a lot to talk about, too, so it's going to be a good one. Um, Yeah, we did. So what happened was, and I've said this on some of the shows, so I know our listeners kind of know this, but we we used to be a podcast kind of only. We did YouTube, but it wasn't live. And then uh, Bert kind of uh, stepped away from season gaming, some stuff going on in his personal life, and so Dan and I kind of reorganized, and then all this COVID situation happened, and we were like, you know what, what if we try to do the show live, which we heard from some of our fans. So we only moved to live. I think this is our what, Dan, like sixth or seventh week? It hasn't been too long. Yeah, because it was after 100, I think, right? We did yeah, the last one. I think that was our first, or we tested it the week prior. So, yeah, it's only been yeah. seven weeks. And so I kind of reached out to everyone again. It's like, now, once we get the kinks kind of worked out on this live show, then I'll kind of go through everyone I've been meaning to have on. So uh, it's going to take a while because we're really only doing, like, one guest a week. But uh, we're getting there. So good to have you all, man. Um, really excited about it. So before... Um, no, I'll tell you what. We'll start with you, Enrique. Uh, let's start with you and talk about uh, what you got going on. So uh, you host the Basement Radio Arcade podcast. Everyone kind of knows you as Brap. Um, yeah. That's Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, right? That's correct, yep. Okay. And funny enough, I always like to kind of talk about the history, uh, which we'll get into in a second. But I actually went on to your channel uh, and did some research, and you are coming up on your five-year anniversary of your first episode. I don't even know if you realize that. You know what? I I didn't even. I know I've been doing this for about five years. I didn't realize that 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 milestone was coming up. But yeah, I, I've been doing this for a little while now. Um, it's been a it's been a labor of love. You know, we we just when, when I started the channel, I used to actually. Uh, most people probably don't know this, but I actually started uh, podcasting on uh, the original uh, Next Level Gaming. Podcast, oh, nice! Uh, with, yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah, love with, those guys. With, yeah, yeah, with Mike Mullis, and then. Yep. Um, it was me, Mike, Worrywart, uh, and there was someone else. I don't remember her name now. Um, but uh, we did that, and then it branched off. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do this uh, on my own, and started BRAP. And um, I named it Basement Radio RK because, um, you know, I always thought I, I, where I used to live, um, I, I game downstairs in the basement. I still do. I had a gaming room there, and I have a gaming room here. So I always called it my little arcade in the basement. That's how I came up with the name. Nice. Uh, basement Radio Arcade. Yeah. So, um yeah, I mean, you know, Eric Jackson um, and B Money ha- are the more uh, are the two of the more tenured uh, panel members of BRAP. They've been with me for a couple of years now, and then mm-hmm. Slow Mo Backslap and yeah. um, and Gaming Forte are, are the mm-hmm. newer additions. Uh, so big shout out to those guys. But you know, we've had a couple um, other panel members on. We used to have uh, uh, the Drunk Cat. If you guys know him on Twitter, yeah, Al- yeah. Alcoholic Cost. Yeah, we used to have mm-hmm. Al was actually with us uh, last week when we had Paul from Red Gaming Tech on. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, Al used to be a uh, part of the show. Mr. Megadev used to be part of the panel. 
Um, I feel like uh, Lemieux sixty six. He's on Twitter, but he's not. He probably don't. He doesn't really tweet a lot. Yeah, I don't know um, that name too well. I know the yeah. player, of course. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he's he's actually a big Penguins fan, so yeah, of course. That's actually yeah. his gamer tag, believe it or not. Uh, and I've known I him for like it. eighteen years on Xbox Live, but um, <laughs> yeah. And then him, and then uh, I think uh, we had Mama Sita on for a little bit. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of. I hope I'm not forgetting any of the former panel members of it. If I do, I apologize. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but the, you got some good the people, team, though. Yeah, no, no. It, we, I've been I've been lucky. I've been having uh, that. I've had some wonderful people. Like I said. Everyone's been fantastic, um, and I really appreciate, uh, you know, the past panel members and, and the current <clears> panel <throat> members as well. I mean, everyone's just been uh, been great uh, supporting BRAP. And, um, you know, we're not the biggest channel out there, but I do think that, um, you know, we put out some really uh, quality content. Um, we don't do the console war stuff. We, we joke around. Some people say that we're, we're ponies, and depending on the week, uh, some people say <laughs> well, that I'm going to be a fun week for that discussion. Yeah, yeah, you know, but so we a lot of us is just a lot of it's. Um, what I realize is that some of it's it's culture, um, like like where where I'm, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I I grew up in a culture where like we used to my friends and I would would haze each other consistently, right? We're always breaking. What's it, by the way? Is this PG thirteen podcast? I want to make sure I'm not. Uh, <laughs> no, you can you can go free. I wouldn't go go. I wouldn't go X rated, but you know, yeah, you, yeah. Can go, you can go R. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, you know, I, I grew up in that culture. We're always breaking each other's balls, you know, and that's. Yeah. And so, like, we, we do that on BRAP with the whole console war stuff. We poke, we actually poke fun of the console war stuff, and I don't think people realize that. Um, but we also make fun of each other. Like, right now in the DM, uh, we're making, we're, we're uh, pulling receipts on Gaming Forte right now because he said that the PlayStation <laughs> 5 was going to get delayed. And now we here we are with the June 4th event. So, so Slow Mo <laughs> is actually in the BRAP DM pulling up, like, uh, Forte's word for word what he said on previous brap episodes and what Forte's recently said on his podcast. So we're just hazing him right now, but yeah, a lot of it's in good fun. But we've had some really uh great guests on, um, which is really cool because again, we're not the biggest channel, but we've had game developers on. Uh, we've had David Jaffe on a couple times, we had Ryan McCaffrey on from IGN. Nice. Um, we had John recently, John Linneman from uh, yeah. Digital Foundry. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I watched, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, more recently, then last week we had Paul from uh, uh, Red Gaming Tech. That guy is super ins- insightful, by the way. You know, uh, just a wealth of knowledge. I was like blown away. I was like, here, take the mic, and he just. I mean, it was. <laughs> I was like, I learned so much from listening to him talk about PC architecture and you know the uh, the architecture of the the new console, uh, the new gaming consoles uh, that are coming out. Um, and he was just such a wonderful guest. We had a. Uh, we also had like Christian Allen on. Um, he was a, he's a game developer. I think he works for Epic now. Um, he, I don't think he's doing development. He does something with the Unreal Engine. Like, okay. I think like Mar- like I think he uh, helps other developers out with it or something. Um, yeah. But he's oh, actually somebody. Used to, yeah, he's somebody who used to work on Ghost Recon um, back in the days. The old the old Ghost Recon games. Um, and okay. Then also worked. I think he worked on Halo three a little bit he was actually a bungee for a little bit um so yeah man we've just been man we've we've been lucky man we've been blessed to have some really great guests on yeah and i was gonna say you know and speaking from experience here for our show right we're not the biggest channel not the biggest show but um it's really all about the quality of content the conversation and the people that you have on i mean i can point certainly not going to call anyone out but right i can point to some major publication shows and stuff which you know they they just they there's nothing there, right? There's no, yeah. there's no depth to their content, and it just happened to have an audience because they're just much bigger. 
Um, or you get the other shows that really just thrive on controversy and want to stir up shit every week, you know, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, we do neither. So, but no, um, yeah. So congrats on the show. Congrats. Uh, so that is October. I checked it out. Where I have my notes right here. October 28th, 2015 was your first episode. And funny enough, your topic was Halo 5. So, uh, which <laughs> wow. is crazy, right? Cause Halo yeah. 5 is about to be five years old. It just goes to show you how quickly that, you know, how quickly the time has gone. So, but Absolutely. let's talk about, um, besides the podcast, let's talk about your background in gaming itself. Um, yeah. And, you know, I got to throw a little joke at you because when I was on your show, you know, we joked about you having just at the time drank the PC Kool-Aid. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I know that hasn't always been the case, but um, go back to kind of where you started. You know, I don't know if you're old and bearded and bald like Dan and I are here. Um but uh, when did you start? When did you get into gaming? What got you into gaming? And um, you know, coming up through the generations. Oh man, I've been uh, I've been doing this a long time. Uh, I will say that I've been gaming for since I was five years old, so nineteen eighty two. Oh, uh, so we're right in the same ballpark. I'm born seventy eight. So yeah, yeah. So uh, Atari uh, twenty six hundred. Yep. Um, and ColecoVision. Yep. Classics. Um, yeah. So I just remember playing. Um, Pole position, um, Space Invaders. I think was probably well. No, Pong would be the first one of the first games I played, and then Space Invaders and Pac Man and Pitfall. Pitfall, um, loved it. Yeah, Pitfall was great, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that was a really cool time. Um, because, so was that like your dad or family that got you into it? Yeah, it was my dad. My dad and my older okay. sister were. Um, they they went out and they got the consoles um, because. We had a cousin who had the ColecoVision, and then my sister was like, "Oh, I want that too." So my older sister, that she went on, she went on, got it, and they were like, they really didn't want me to play it first because like I would break the joysticks on the Atari a lot because they were very, I think they were kind of fragile. Um, from what I remember, there was like one button in the joystick, right? And I'm five years old. I used to like hold that thing like with a death grip, right? And I yank it back and forth, and I was always, I was always breaking it. So they used to get mad. Um, but yeah, I mean that's so it was them who, you know, by through buying these consoles, it really introduced me to gaming. And I just, I never looked back from there. That's awesome. Full throttle. So you kind of been in it every generation going up. Yeah, I have. Um, And I think, uh, (laughs) you know, the one thing I like, there's certain, uh, you know, there's something to be said if, when you have that, I think that perspective aims of, um, you know, uh, having lived through all the console generations. Oh, 100%. That's that's literally why I founded Season Gaming. You know, it's just giving a perspective from people who understand where this has been for 30 years. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think we, not that uh, younger gamers don't have an appreciation, but I don't think they understand where the way we do. And maybe they do. Maybe they do. Maybe some have, you know, experienced uh, some of the some of the older games, you know, gone back and done more retro gaming. Um, so I shouldn't say all, but I think our, our perspective is unique in the sense that we've seen um, significant paradigm shifts in gaming. Um, you know, when you go from the 8-bit era to 16-bit, 2D to 3D was just a huge, oh, huge massive leap yeah. in terms of game in terms of game design. And um, I would say that's probably, in my estimation, probably the biggest leap that we've seen in console gaming. That 2D to 3D. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, I, I I've gamed on almost every platform, man. Um, you know, experienced the first Final Fantasy, first Metal Gear games. First Mario games, um, first Zelda, uh, first Metroid games. Uh, you know, it's it just all, all revolutionary in some ways. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Ninja Gaiden um, always stands out to me because it was one of the first games that had like a um, a cinematic uh, cutscene. If you remember the um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the dueling ninjas, remember that? Yeah. So. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, at the yeah, time, it, I mean, at the time, it really was. So it, it absolutely was to to yeah. see what they did with like sprites to make that look that way was very very impressive. I mean, no doubt, no doubt. Um, yeah, so it's just you know, I like I said, I I never look back, man, and I've just been gaming ever since. And now and now, as I, as you mentioned, I I've, I've gone on the PC gaming now, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, you know, we like to joke about it, but yes, it is. Uh, it, it's best of all worlds when you game on everything. That's kind of like the focus of our site as well. Is you know, we, mm-hmm. we've gained a lot of new contributors and people work and. Uh, content through season gaming now and, and we all play on everything i mean it's just the nature of it because that gives you the best perspective so oh, absolutely um, yeah absolutely. shout out to uh everyone in chat some of the regulars alden what's up carl carl's talking about turrican too again um someone needs to shut him down i'm gonna have to demod him i think um <clears throat> hey vans in the chat too and uh, persian night bad big games what's up guys matt good to see you um <clears throat> So uh, before we kind of get into the big topics and to our main discussion, a few housekeeping items I wanted to mention real quick. So this week, uh, actually, I think on Memorial Day, we launched the new season gaming. So the site has been completely revamped, completely different look, and it's really uh, kind of set up for um, more of a multimedia site to take us into next generation. So you'll see more features, uh, more videos, more things of that nature that's, uh, like I said, more fully featured, less like a blog, more like a fully featured site. But of course, still no ads, nonsense, clickbait, links, paid promotions, none of that bullshit. So uh, really proud of it. So definitely check it out. And uh, traffic's been uh, amazing. So thank you all and listening for the support. Another thing I wanted to shout out is uh, new merch. So we've got two new designs in the merchandise store. Uh, if you're not familiar, any merchandise that we sell for Season Gaming, we donate 50% of the revenue to um, uh, Special Effect, the charity out of UK, and Able Gamers, the charity out of the US. So we split it 25% each. And for these two new designs, which I'll throw up on the screen real quick, um, through Monday, we're donating 100%. So if you buy anything uh, with these two new designs on it, we will donate 100% of the revenue to the charities uh, when uh, the end of the month comes. So this is Synthwave version two. This is uh, one of uh, Diego's favorites that he's designed for us. It's one of our favorites as well. I know Dan and I have already ordered ours and um, really like the look of this one. And then this is, we're calling Brushstroke. This is just another one that uh, is out there as well. And you can get it in shirts, hoodies, you know, men, women, mugs, stickers, all that stuff is out there. So check out our store. And uh, really appreciate the support. We saw some uh, orders as soon as they went live. So super, super uh, appreciative of that, as will the uh, charities uh, be as well. So awesome. And then uh, just I would feel kind of remiss if I didn't mention kind of what's going on in the country right now uh, on the U.S. side. So it is a very, very kind of disturbing and troubling time with the things that are happening across uh, major cities. And I, I... you know, never get political, don't even really talk about it on Twitter too much. Um, But I just want to say to everyone, you know, as a gaming community, just uh, be good to one another. Um, There are obviously, even if you're kind of at home in a different city, there are ways that you can help or uh, contribute or other things like that. So, um, you know, I just, just be good to one another. That's really all I can say. Um, 
because it's uh, it's kind of depressing, sad to see that we're still dealing with a lot of these same issues, you know, in 2020. So anyway, don't want to bring the mood down. Let's get into some conversation here on uh, PS5 Showcase. So let's start there, guys. I think it's fair to say that was the biggest news of the week that Sony dropped yesterday. We're going to get finally um, over an hour-long showcase from Sony directly on PlayStation 5 games this coming Thursday, June 4th. It's at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central European Standard Time. So uh, let me read this quote, and then uh, we'll get to talking about your guys' kind of thoughts, predictions, hopes for this show. So one thing to note here is that nowhere, even on the PlayStation blog nor Jim Ryan's comments, did they mention the console itself. They did not say that this is going to show the PlayStation 5 console. Um, They did not say that they're going to be going into any detail there. Now they might, but it... From what the excuse me, from the way it's reading, it doesn't look as though. So what he said was, that's why I'm excited to share that we'll soon give you first look at the games you'll be playing on PlayStation 5 after it launches this holiday. The games coming to PS5 represent the best in the industry from innovative studios that span the globe, blah yada yada. Studios both large and small, those newer and those more established, have all been hard at work developing games that will showcase the potential of the hardware. So Enrique, we'll start with you, man. Um, you know, I, I, know <laughs> I don't want to get into some of the things. I see some of the conversations of back and forth you get into on Twitter uh, with some of these guys around uh, PlayStation 5 and games and whatnot. Hey, by the but, way, so a lot of it's fun, though. Like, I, I, oh, I know. Lord, I, know. Lord, Lord, I just want to, because some people take it like, I had somebody take it really like to another level with me <laughs> and like curse me out. I'm like, and, and, and I was going back and forth with Lord King. Big, Big shout out to the Iron Lords and Lord King, by the way. Great guys. Uh, yeah, great guys. Um, you know, it, it, look, it's just you know, it's just it's more like trash talking. Like I said, you know that that culture of you know breaking each other's balls, you know. Yeah, and so somebody actually did take it like to another level and thought that like I was actually like an argument with uh, with Lord King, and that's not even what was happening. So, <laughs> yeah, no, King, King gets into plenty of those, man. And anyone who knows King knows that's just how he is. Um, yeah, and, and so. I love it. Like I, he he reminds me of one of my best friends, like okay. who. Like when I get on the phone with him, like we don't even we don't even exchange play, like we don't even say hello. We just immediately start breaking each other's balls. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not even like, hey, what's going on, man? It's just immediately we start like you know, hurling insults at each other. It's just that's just how we, that's that's we've always been like that. For like, it, it, you, know, you said it earlier, right? There is part of that gamer culture, especially among all the guys, right? It's, if you grew up with them or game together, that you that's just what you do. You just talk shit on each other. You know, constantly, and it's all in good fun. And you do get those people where once in a while that take it too seriously, and they shouldn't. And you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So, shout out to a bunch of the guys in chat, man. Awesome to see you, Fonz. I see Grounded Gamer, um, uh, Fonz. I just want to tell you that uh, I do prefer a thirty frame per second experience because it is cinematic. And I'm just going to leave that out there um, for you to deal with. And uh, <laughs> I think I think somebody somebody in one of Fonz's videos said, uh, uh, "Do you move? Do you move at sixty frames per second in real life or something like that?" And I was like, "What? Did, did someone really say this?" Like Fonz tweeted that out. I was blown. I was mind blown that someone even say that. <laughs> but uh, no, shout out to Wilmy. What's up, Wilmy? Um, and Van, to good to see you, Van Jordan. Another regular in the house. Good morning, guys. Um, but no, if you haven't checked out Fonz's latest video, it is about that discussion of 30, 60 frames and us basically wanting to, uh, you know, as console gamers, we should be holding um, developers to a higher standard on this next generation hardware, right? There's no reason at all, at all, that we should not have the option for 60 frame games on Series X and PlayStation 5. So that's a whole nother discussion. Let's get to the um, 
Oh, Wilmy, man, appreciate that. A $15 super chat from Wilmy. King David coming for Braff's knees. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone has seen you and David going back and forth this week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I, I had to cut. I had to uh, come after him a little bit because he had said that uh, that the June Fourth event was not going to happen. That Sony yeah. wasn't showing us anything in June. So, you know, I had to bust his chops a little bit. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Oh, Fon said he's uh, dropped the latest video today on Cyberpunk, and I know Fon's uh, you and I and Dan as well shared the love of uh, Red Dead Redemption and uh, upcoming you. Cyberpunk. So I will definitely check that out this afternoon. Awesome. So. Let's get to, we keep getting distracted. Let's get to the uh, PlayStation 5 showcase. Enrique, the show's going to be a little over an hour long. All Uh games, they said, big and small. In your opinion, let's do two things. What do you think we are going to see? And what would, in your ideal showcase for PS5, what would they show? All right, let me go with what the, what I think they'll show. Um, I think we're going to see some first-party stuff. Hold hold on one Uh, second, Enrique. Hold on one second. Because... I don't know what just happened, but Van just dropped a hundred dollar super chat. Um, I I don't know why. I don't. I don't know if he forgets who Dan and I are, um, and that we're. We've said before we're not worth even ten percent of that. (laughs) So I just want to. I'll thank you, Van, and uh, yeah, we will. uh, We'll definitely have some barbecue with that. I don't. Yeah, what are you doing? Is the right question, Dan. I don't know, but Van, thank you so much, man. That is ridiculously generous. I don't even know what to say right now. I'm kind of awestruck. So thank you, Um, Enrique. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that took me by surprise, dude. So please go ahead. No, that's awesome, man. Um, You know. so I think, you know, I think they're going to show us first party stuff. I think they're, and, and I don't know if it's going to be, there may be some first party launch stuff in there. Um, and there may be some things that are probably uh, in the distant future. You know, I think one thing that Sony does um, is they like to get their, um, you know, their, their fan base hyped up. Right. So they may show like a CGI trailer of a game that's in development that may not be coming out, you know, until like 2022. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they they're good at doing that, right? And they they know how to build hype. Yeah, they're almost like they they're they're kind of um, you know, I think the one thing with Sony, I think from a presentation marketing perspective, I think them being in the entertainment industry and in movies and music, I think that um, that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's something that really kind of helps them in the presentation uh, and maybe the marketing per se of, of the PlayStation brand. You know, they they're just something different. I. I I don't know how to articulate this, but there's something different about, um, and not that the Xbox shows or the presentation of the Xbox shows are bad. Um, I don't want anyone to think that. Um, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, I think often when when you compliment one, people think that you're dissing the the, the other, and that's not. Uh, those two things aren't binary. Um, but I think that there's just something about the PlayStation uh, presentation. It just again, I don't know how to describe. It. It's just it's just different, and I mean that like like it it just has this. I don't know. I, I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense. It just no, it, no, no. It does. It, 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 it sort of I, pops more, I guess. If, I don't even know if that's right. You know, <laughs> I uh, think yeah, actually, Persian Knight says it's elegant. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's probably the best way to to describe it. I guess it could be because uh, it feels like at times that when they put on, and we saw it with kind of the state of plays, right? The production value just seems to be higher. Yes, um, and yes, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why that is, because clearly to put on some of the inside Xboxes, and 
you, you know, if you don't know, Enrique, Dan and I have ranted before about inside Xbox and how, for lack of a better word, cringy some of them have been. Um, but, you know, it takes a lot of money and time to plan those events and they pay those people, the presenters, they pay the developers. So they're obviously, and, and it goes without saying, Xbox has the funding. They obviously have the means to do it. And in some cases, probably even are spending as much to do it. I just don't think they're as in touch with what their audience wants to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Um, and again, I'm, again, I, you know, I'm not bringing up the presentation of Sony to, to bash Microsoft because I know somebody listening is like, <laughs> oh, he's Enrique's a pony because I get that a lot. Um, yeah, I see. Will, Will you know, me I, described it as, does it make your nipples hard? Yes, it does, Will me. It, it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but I think that, like you said, the presentation of it um, is just at, at, at a different level. Um, you know, so, so I think we'll see that those high production values with this. I think that they're going to show first party games. Yeah. Um, I don't have, so it's interesting. I heard about this June 4th event, uh, well, maybe a month ago. Um, and I actually tweeted it out. And, uh, I think that's how the banter between King and I started. Cause he's like, Oh, it's not happening. I'm like, no, it is happening. Um, <laughs> and here we are. June 4th is happening. Um, and I remember people like were like, "Oh, you, you know, that's not ha it's not happening." When I tweeted it out, I'm like, "No, just mark your calendar; it's happening." And then here we are. And um, you know, I what I they'll, I think they'll definitely, like I said, show first party. Um, they'll show some first party launch stuff. They're going to show, I think, some of the uh, partnerships they have with um, with some of the developers, uh, some of the exclusives. I wouldn't be surprised if you see something from Blue Point, yeah, because um, they are working on a uh, exclusive game. Yeah, the rumor um, is Demon Souls remaster. I think we talked about that last week or the week prior, and I'm, you know, some people are kind of indifferent to that, but I would be a huge fan of that personally. Oh, I, I would too. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear some other games that are have been on PS4 that that they announce go to PC. Um, oh, I know it's a PS5 right. event, but I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if if we saw something like that. Just um, expanding that kind of ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see them taking a popular exclusive and um, maybe discussing that game going PC or maybe, um, you know, because, you, know, you know, I think to to the dismay of, of uh, the hardcore Sony fans, Sony is going to go that route. They may not go day and date per se. Um, and I don't I don't buy the argument that it devalues the platform. It's, it's another way for them to make money. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, right. Yeah. Um, I mean. I mean, why why wouldn't you do that? I mean, you you are you're putting your game on a platform where those people on PC, majority of them are probably not never going to buy a PlayStation, right? No, that that's um, what the data shows is those dedicated PC guys, um, not like us who kind of play on everything, but there's dedicated PC gamers, right? Um, that it doesn't matter that they'll play it if it comes there. Look how many PC guys are playing Halo um, now that they're re-releasing on Steam who have said, you know, they never played it on Xbox. They haven't played Halo since Halo 1 or Halo 2. Um, you yeah. know, like Halo Reach for the first time. So, yeah, there's definitely an audience there, and I think the data suggests, and we've seen it from Xbox over the past couple of years, it doesn't really impact the overall sales of a franchise. So, yeah. um, quick shout-out, Matt. I saw your $10 Super Chat, man. Super appreciate that. Matt's always super supportive. Persian Knight, um, thank you. I think someone said they just ordered their first shirt as well and some first-time watchers. Just crazy appreciative, guys. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, what did you say, uh, Fonz? Uh, damn it, I missed something I was going to say. Um, 
Yeah, Fawn said, outside the inside Xbox shows, I prefer the big Xbox events over PlayStation big events, which I would agree with. I think the Xbox conferences are done really well. But yeah, he said are. Sony will show the better games, which traditionally, you know, over the past few years, they have, right? So Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I keep hearing that, and I, and I don't know if this means that we're going to actually physically see the PlayStation 5 console for the first time, but I've been hearing is that they'll be showing games running on the actual PlayStation 5. Um, so like, I don't know if that means they're going to say this game's actually running on PlayStation five, or in fact, they're going to show us the actual console. But I, I, my understanding is that Sony's goal was to getting, uh, leading up to this, um, this event, they wanted to show games actually running on the PlayStation five, as opposed to, you know, you know, a PC, right. Or, You know, or, or a you know, or a, a dev, or dev kit, or anything like, or something like that. They they wanted to show they want to show people what this console is capable of, and they want to show they're going to show games running on the PlayStation Five hardware. Now, again, I don't know if that means they're going to show it, um, but that's what I keep hearing, and I keep hearing that it's funny. Like I hear stuff from people out there, like they're so coy about stuff. It's like, oh, they're going to deliver. And I'm like, well, what are they going to deliver? Oh, you wait, you'll see. And like we we hear things and stuff. You know, I, I know that they um, I know they have some things in the burner that are going to excite a lot of people. I don't think they'll show it at this show. Yeah. Um, but um, definitely, like I said, first party, I think there's going to show some third party um, partnerships that they have with some developers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, obviously we're going to see some um, smaller studios. Uh, I know uh, Wushu Studios is working on a my understanding was a ps5 launch game i don't know if that's still kind of the target for them but uh, yeah i don't know we reported on that several months ago now and off the top of my head my memory i don't remember what wushu is working on um yeah so they did announce you know at a high level what they were doing um yeah 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 so um (laughs) yeah sorry dan Dan with the one dollar super chat dan i think you spend too much as well you know how that goes (laughs) i do i do (laughs) what's up guys lucky paul good to see you man so yeah, so so I, I do want to see. Um, I, obviously, I think we all want to see the bangers. I think they're going to show some bangers there. I think yeah. they're going to they're going to bring it. Um, you know, they um, this is their showcase. This is the first time that we'll see, you know, outside of that demo, games running on the PlayStation Five. Yeah. Um, I hope they show Horizon Zero Dawn too. Yep. Um, if I, if there's a wish list of games that I want to see, it'd be like. You know, Sony gets a lot of flack for not having like a you know first party online shooter, or whatever multiplayer yep. game. Uh, maybe they bring SOCOM back. Uh, maybe um, with the acquisition of uh, Insomniac, maybe we see a Resistance game. I hope so. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about that. So, so um, but I, I will say this: the one thing I noticed, Ains, with the with the release, you notice how the controller's black now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of figured that, right? I, it's going to be interesting to see if they do uh, options right at launch because not a lot of consoles. I'm trying to think of any console that's launched with more than one color option on day one. Um, I don't know what that would be, but yeah, I can't think of any. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of any. Um, so uh, I see people. Yeah, go ahead, man. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Fin- yeah, I, I see Stop. people saying Blood, uh, Bloodborne Two. That's not going to happen. We're not going to see that. <laughs> um, I, I, I wish we'll- we did, but they've got Elden Ring to finish first. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we we may see something from Capcom at this show. Um, maybe uh, uh, maybe a, the return of a, a franchise that people like <laughs> or or that people have wanted. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that would that that's really kind of my 
what what I think is going to happen. Um, and again, okay. obviously, my wish list is, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, maybe maybe a Spider Man two. Um, I, I think they'll probably show off a new uh, a new title. Um, and then maybe, like you said, like we talked about Demon Souls, maybe maybe Blue Point shows that uh, at this I'm event. But, yeah, but but I keep hearing from people that it's it they're they're, they're bringing it uh, for this show. Um, I did hear too that uh, and Jeff Grubb actually reported on this from Venture B. He said um, there's going to be a lot of games, but the amount of games that they were planning on showing at this event, they've actually scaled back a little bit. Okay. So I wonder if that means they'll, they'll show those games at a at a later event. Who knows? We'll see. Well, I mean, we know, you know, one thing Dan and I always talk about is that Sony is incredibly good, just in general in marketing, they're incredibly good. But one of the things they're almost good at as well is almost like trolling, is that as soon as Xbox kind of announces something that starts to get some buzz, Sony knows how to announce something to kind of steal some of that thunder. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me knowing that Xbox is going to have a first party July event that Sony saves some stuff in the chamber for either late July or, you know, early August, I'm sure. So yeah, we'll yeah. see. But Dan, I know um, we've talked about this a little bit. Um, I know, you know, obviously Spider-Man 2, I would assume, is near damn near top of the list for you. Um, yeah. But what, what do you think or what are you hoping we see from Sony here? Is there anything outside of Spider-Man 2 that you would really hope or, you know, do you have any hunch that we may see? I mean, I'd love to see Horizon Zero Dawn 2. At this point, I don't know even how far they would be in development for that. Um, but I, that's probably up there, too. Yeah. Um, short of that, man, I mean, I just want to see more games. I want to see what these new systems can do, you know, to you know, like the Unreal demo, the Unreal or whatever, the Unreal Engine demo that they showed. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't want to see the hacky, hokey stuff, you know, just show me some games. An hour is pretty long, too. Yeah, it's a long show. I mean, that's almost an E3 conference, right? Yeah, that's that's that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's a lot. But, you know, show me some games. Show me some new stuff. Show me some stuff that I haven't seen before that's going to make me want to buy your console. Yeah. Um, I've said that about PlayStation, up to that about Xbox. I, you know, you said that about Switch. Switch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just received <laughs> You know the, the remaster, which is fine. You know because I'm going to buy them because I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, but you know it's it's. I, I'm excited to see what they have. We'll, we'll see. Um, they they're they're very good at marketing, like you said. They're very good at um, kind of trumping Xbox when they come out uh, with a with a piece of piece of news. Um, but you know they they're going to go here the fourth. You know and they're going to probably you know run with it for at least a month until xbox comes out with their july stuff um i don't know what's actually coming for xbox in june they've been kind of quiet so um that really is just new games that's one i want to see i want to see yeah. new stuff. i want to see stuff that you know that's not you know third party i like to see some first party stuff but yeah I, I know for sure you can't there's no way they have that much stuff you know first party stuff no, we, we've talked about it, right? If you, We've talked through the first party developers that Sony has. And, you know, you look at from Naughty Dog to Santa Monica to uh, Sucker Punch, you know, their games either released last year or, or this year. There's no way they have anything big to show for PS5 this early. Now, Horizon Zero Dawn's a little different because that came out in 2017. So it's definitely possible that we could see at least a teaser for Horizon Zero Dawn 2. From Gorilla, yeah, and and you know that game is absolutely stunning. So thinking about that world on PlayStation Five, it wouldn't surprise me to see a teaser, which would kind of blow everyone away in that regard. So 
see a lot of people in chat talking about uh you know persian isis horizon zero dawn with a flying storm bird that would be incredible uh D diego has just lost the plot he's talking about spider-man 4 i don't quite know what's going on there yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think people really want to see some of these big games i mean spider-man um it goes without saying that spider-man horizon zero dawn and god of war were the big you know the really the yeah. big kind of three for playstation 4 so people are already yeah. waiting for sequels but to your point dan i i'm looking forward to those don't get me wrong they're gonna be incredible but be nice to see some new ips as well yeah you know it's interesting jim ryan's really set the he set the bar here now because he talked about you know next generation like maybe he was taking shots at microsoft here yeah hey, we're gonna uh, get comment. to that yeah <laughs> but he, i mean his his comments i mean he really kind of set the bar for this show so me, my expectation sure. going into this is that, hey, you, like Dan said, like, I want to show yeah, I want you to show me why I need a PS5. And again, from what I understand, that's the purpose of the show. Sony wants to show people what games running on this actual console, the actual retail version of this yep. console running on that so that there's no this, oh, that's running on PC, right? Or that, you know, that's not really actual, you know, what gameplay footage is going to be like. Um, to show people that this, what, what these games are going to look like and what the machine's capable of. So yeah. He set the bar high already, and my expectation is that they're going to show next generation games. Like they're going to show us what this 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 machine's capable of. And I, I think um, I think if they don't, <laughs> um, I know myself uh, and, and the Brat panel will we'll take them the task on that. But uh, especially after that the comment that Jim Ryan uh, you know said uh, this week. About yeah, the, he, know, he did set it up or, in that regard, yeah. um, especially which we're going to get to here in a second, the backwards compatibility comments. So um, we'll end on two things. One, Van's asking for NAC3. I think, uh, you know, he speaks for all of us. We all need to see NAC3. Um, <laughs> but no, Diego's right, right? At the end of the day, we want a good show out of Sony. We want a good show out of Xbox. And we I want, you know, there's a whole bunch of other shows that are coming in June, which we're going to touch on as well. Um, just to Dan's point, Dan says it the best, man. We just want to see some new games. That's it. Show us some new stuff. So, um, so to your point, Enrique, about this whole uh, Jim Ryan comment. So this has been strange to me because if you think about Sean Layden, Sean Layden, very, very different person from Jim Ryan. And Jim Ryan, Sean Layden was kind of above the bar, almost like Phil Spencer, right? In the sense of super knowledgeable, super likable, and they stayed out of the weeds for the 99% of the time for the BS. Um, you take that down a notch and Jim Ryan has already said some kind of controversial things. And of course, Aaron Greenberg had to say something back. And so we've had these backwards compatibility wars that have been discussed uh, over the past couple of days. So real quick, let's talk about the actual functionality that we know about today so that, um, you know, we can be clear on what we know definitively. So Xbox came out this week and said that, um, you know, they've already said previously that anything that works on Xbox One today will work on Series X without any other effort. Developers don't have to do anything. Uh, gamers don't have to do anything. Um, you can play your Xbox One games, your 360 games that are backwards compatible, and your OG Xbox games that are backwards compatible. What they announced this week was they've been working on some new technology which gives them the capability to add HDR to older titles, even titles as old as OG Xbox games that weren't originally designed with HDR in mind. And that they'll also uh, looking to increase frame rates on older games, in some cases going from 30 frames per second to 60 or 60 frames per second to 120 FPS. So that is um, not only great news because it's, it's just forwards compatibility, right? Or downwards compatible. 
is uh, just keeping our games as we go forward, not needing to have an Xbox One continue to be plugged in, um, and just you know putting everything in there and making sure it works. Again, we've talked about it, right? It's similar to PC architecture. If you upgrade your GPU and your CPU, you don't expect to have to uh, rebuy games or have compatibility issues. You just want to be able to play the games you already own. Um, PlayStation side. So in the previous presentation, they said PlayStation 4 titles will work. Some of them are going to be improved, but it's a case-by-case basis, according to Cerny. And then we saw some information this week that Eurogamer reported out that said that as of April, the PlayStation 4 dev kits have been updated with some new software, which will allow developers to make games compatible on the PlayStation 5. And that after July certification, meaning if a game goes to certification after July of this year, it must also work on the PlayStation 5. So what this, you know, they haven't been super clear. We don't really know all the details yet. But what this kind of tells us is that there is some developer work needed here to get games from the PlayStation 4 to work on the PlayStation 5. And so we don't really know if that means games are going to be a little more limited. We don't know if all developers are going to do this. We don't really know the full details of what that means. But it does seem to be a slightly different approach from what Xbox is taking. So I'll stop there, guys, before we get to the Jim Ryan and Aaron Greenberg comments. Um, you know, uh, any comments on kind of this functionality from both uh, both the consoles here? Bring it on, man. You know, I didn't <laughs> money, you know, in either one of these systems so that I can not play them. You know, I don't need 15 different consoles sitting underneath my TV, I want two. I want the PlayStation and I want the Xbox. Now, obviously Xbox has been doing this for a number of years. It seems to be working. They're doing it, you know, at, you know, a different level. If, if I have to, you know, I, I don't see the point of, you know, what are these devs gonna, you know, actually put in that extra work so you can bring a, you know, one of these games to the next generation, especially ones that are, you know, so far back. Um, that's my question to this whole thing. I hope they do, um, but it, it's so unclear, like exactly what is they're trying to do with this. You know, I, instead mm. of just like, okay, here you plug in your hard drive and now you, you can play these games. Um, it it kind of drives me nuts, and I want you know my 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 library to transfer with me. I think everybody does. That's one. You just want it seamless. Right. It should be just turn on your PS5 and play PS4 games if you want, period. Right. It should, that's how it should be. And it looks like how Xbox is doing it. It looks like maybe some games will be like that for the PS4. Um, Especially the major ones, right? They, In right. fact, they already said this week that Last of Us 2 will play on the PS5 without issue. Yeah. yeah. Which maybe, should be expected, right? Right. And all their first-party stuff, you know, it's probably yeah. going to be fun. It's just, I just, you know, I don't know. It's just, I wish stuff would be clearer with Sony. Like I really, if I were to say right now, I would say I'm probably leaning towards, you know, I'm going to buy both. But if I were just to pick one, it'd be a PS5 because I can't, I can still play my games on my Xbox, you know, because they've done all this stuff, which is awesome. And they're very consumer friendly. They've got Game Pass. Um, my TV doesn't run anything past 60 FPS. So, you know, there, there are certain titles that, I want to see, you know, this goes back to the games from before um, in order to make that decision. But um, the reality is, I mean, it, it, this is stuff that people expect and people that are saying that they're not, and this is, you know, who cares about old games? I do. 
because I put a bottle. It, that it, that it, comment it, just drives me bonkers, it, it, especially yeah. someone who's gamed for so long and has so many right. games and consoles. It's so my, stupid. I want my library. I mean, it, it's not rocket science. That's what people want. You know, that's why PC gaming is you know, the biggest in the world is because people can just pop in a game, you know, that ran on like DOS and still play it on <laughs> Windows, you know, and it, it's crazy to me that. Well, it'd be like saying, you know, you have your Steam library, right? And then you, you buy, I just built this PC this year, right? Build yeah. this PC and the games I bought on Steam don't work on it. That makes no yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. None. So just, just give us, you know, be consumer friendly and be more transparent. So hopefully after July or June 4th, we'll know a bit more about the, everything that's going on and we can kind of relax and. <laughs> and worry about other stuff so yeah. yeah i hope so i hope so so enrique i'll say these comments from these guys and then give us your thoughts so jim ryan came out and again this is where it gets ridiculous these are remember this is ceo and uh, executive vice president level comments here so jim <laughs> ryan comes out and says we do believe in generations and whether it's the dual sense controller 3d audio multiple ways the ssd can be used man they're proud of that ssd we are thinking that it is time to give the PlayStation community something new, something different that can really only be enjoyed on the PlayStation 5. And then this was after Xbox announced their backward, backwards compatibility plans, by the way. Aaron Greenberg, yeah. of course, took to Twitter several hours later and said, and this is basically a direct response, right? Xbox believes in generations, generations of games that play on the latest hardware taking advantage of next-gen innovation, offering more choice, value, and variety than any console launch ever. All of our studio's titles launch in the Game Pass, and you get all of those next-gen game upgrades for free. So they're kind of going back and forth, but what this really kind of tells me is there are different approaches here. They wouldn't be making these comments if there weren't different approaches. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, you know, we talked about this on Crossfire last night. Like, I don't think there's a wrong or right approach. You know, I think... The, the approach comes down to the individual consumer. Like, look, guys, I, I, I think backwards compatibility is great. I think it's cool that, you know, they, that with the Xbox, you know, you can boost the performance. Um, me, um, personally speaking, like Brap, like that's not, you know, I, I don't really play a lot of backwards compatible, like like older games. I just don't. Um, yeah. You know, my, my primary focus is playing newer titles. So for me as a consumer, um, you know, I what Jim Ryan said that that's music to my ears. You know, I, I like that they're focusing on, you know, the PlayStation Five only, and they because because I because I want to see or or experience new types of gaming experiences that are only capable on new hardware. You know, so um, and if you guys, I don't know if you guys follow Optimus Code on Twitter, yeah, yeah, but he's talked a lot about that too, like from a design perspective, right? Not I think a lot of people conflate graphics with you know design but from a di- design perspective like design a, a game specifically for the latest and greatest hardware right um that's kind of what i want and i'm not saying that you know backwards compatible isn't a good thing i think it's 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 a great thing it's it's a va- it's a nice value add um you know i think uh i hope sony um i, th- I think i heard Dan say transparency i hope they're a little more transparent because right now i think yeah. they're they're, they're saying, you know, we heard 400 games, I think, uh, from Cerny originally, and now we're hearing about 1,000, and okay. which one is they're, it, right? They're dancing around it. Yeah, you know, and, and, and they got they may not be at a point where Microsoft is with backwards compatibility. And I'm me personally, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not going to say badge Sony because they're not there. Yeah. Um, and, and frankly, like, if, if their backwards compatibility um, wasn't as robust as Microsoft, for me personally, again, this is Braff's opinion, um, I'd be okay with it because you know me as a gamer, I I want those new 
gaming experiences when I buy new hardware, you know? Okay. Um, so I'm okay with leaving, um, you know, generations behind, if you will, like the t- traditional sense of, you know, moving on from game generations. Although, again, I'm not saying there's not value in backwards compatibility. So I know someone listening to me saying, oh, he's bashing it. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying for me, personally speaking, like I, I see the value. It's not something that, that I would probably use a lot, um, but I could see that, you know, someone else would, would see a lot of value bringing their games over and, and wanting to play their, their digital library, um, you know, upscaled, you know, at 60 frames per second or 120 frames or whatever the case is or, or HDR. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I, you're right. Like it's, it's very, it's two different approaches. Microsoft's taking that more, like, I think kind of that, that, that PC type route. Mm-hmm. Um, like you talked even, about, even at the hardware um, level. Yeah, so, you know, their hardware is more like a, a high-end, you know, custom PC. Absolutely. Um, where Sony is is really just, hey, we're going to follow the traditional console model, yeah. yep. and we're going to make games for PlayStation Five, um, and uh, we're going to, you know, and, and that's going to be our focus. And you know, that might be a good that 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 may work for them. You know, we'll see. Um, but I, I don't. Again, I, I just want to read it. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think they're both good approaches depending on what you want as a gamer yeah well i'm as we speak i'm going to put an article on season gaming saying you hate microsoft's approach and brap is uh, a pony so i'm writing that as we speak so shout out to chris from uh, our brothers over at nlg good to see you brother um cloud good to see you as well man so uh yeah persian knight made the point really is that we're, what we're talking about here is at the software level. And when it comes to software, Microsoft, you know, that's where they excel, right? So they have the resources and they, they've gone about this in a very uh, fundamental and complete way. Whereas it just sounds like PlayStation knows that they need to have some backwards compatibility, especially as uh, popular as PlayStation 4 was and is. Um, but they're not, they're not, doesn't seem as though they're going to the lengths that, uh, the xbox team is yeah so. well they they should have it too i mean like this is some if sony didn't have backwards compatibility i i'd, I'd hand, even though that's not a feature that that's like on the top of my list of things mm-hmm. that i want i would certainly hammer sony for not having that because um we're, we're kind of tr- in an interesting um point in, in gaming where we're kind of pivoting towards that digital future and i think yes. that it's 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 really about ecosystems now and so Correct. if you want to keep your people in the ecosystem uh you need to allow them to bring some of their content with them right oh absolutely um, yeah, yeah absolutely. so yeah again i sony's maybe not as far ahead as, as microsoft i think microsoft has done a wonderful job uh with with the, with the bc stuff I and mean, i think that's probably the, the one area they really excelled and and taking that kind of brunt or that burden off developers to get you know these games to upscale and i think you said hdr you know yep. 60 frames per second um that to do that like on the fly that's actually pretty impressive <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see, you know, I hope they kind of do a deep dive at some point into that tech because I just love that stuff. I geek out over it. So it's uh, it's really neat. So Damon chat said new tech is always good. Let's not forget. Cell was new tech. Funny enough, Damon, uh, Carl, who's in chat there, Armad, uh, him and I were talking about the cell uh, architecture on the PlayStation 3 yesterday. Um, funny looking back at that nowadays. Uh-huh. All right. Um, so let's get Very into powerful, something. but super difficult to develop for. <laughs> yeah, and and that's kind of what we were talking about. Is uh, you know Microsoft with the Series X has taken an approach like we just said. It's really more just a custom. It's very similar to PC architecture. It's going to be very powerful, very advanced. Whereas PS5 is a little more custom, right? Um, they've got a lot of custom things going on, and it just it's kind of weird to see 
after the PS4 and Xbox One generation when they finally went to x86. Um, it's weird, and even though PS5 obviously is in that same structure, um, it's kind of weird to see them go a little more custom again, um, especially with how much development is cross-compatibility now or crossed over between PC, right? Yeah. Because in theory, you would think that developing between PC and Series X is going to be a breeze, and in fact, we've already seen a few developers say that, like the developer of Scorn, right? Yeah, so. it, it's, it's really interesting. Like um, like Paul from Red Gaming Tech, we, we asked him about what he's been hearing from developers in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know what it's like to develop for the platforms and what he's hearing right now. And again, I'm going to preface it's not a bash on Microsoft by any stretch of the imagination, guys. He is hearing that it's easier to optimize for PlayStation 5 to develop for. But there are some issues, I think, with the memory bandwidth, I think, with PS5 when you do certain things. He really wasn't clear on that. Um, uh, but again, it's not to say that the Series X is in a situation like the PlayStation 3 with cell architecture. That's not. No, that's not it's it. not. No. Yeah. He was saying, um, and I and I forget <laughs> what he said. You can, if any, shameless plug here. If you guys want to go back and <laughs> listen to uh, the uh, last Saturday's BRAP episode where we get Red Gaming Tech, he does talk about um, what he's heard from developers. And it was very insightful. And again, I'm not, this isn't, because I know people are going to take this like, oh, he's bad. He's a pony. He's bad. No. This is just a feedback that, you know, that, that they're, um, uh, that, that Paul's hearing from developers, and, and regarding uh, the uh, situation with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like the, part of the issue I heard is that they're not they're not utilizing uh, DX12 Ultimate, so they're still running, they're still right. using DirectX 11, well. yeah, yep. which is part of the issue. So, um, but look, both both consoles are very very capable machines. I think, like you mm-hmm. said, Ains, it looks like Sony focused more on like the, the customization of the SSD, the IO, um, throughput uh, speeds. Yeah, the th- yeah, and the um, there's something else. There, the um, I can't remember what it is now. Optimus Code has talked about this on uh, numerous times, and now it's, I'm drawing a blank. But yeah, right. The, Geometry engine? No, it's no. Uh, something with the uh, oh, the control, the, the customized control. So um, it, it, he basically explained like Sony really focused on feeding a lot of information fast into the system. Yep. So I, I think as Code explained it, the PlayStation Five can actually. Uh, load higher textures faster mm-hmm. um and so you know that that was kind of their their focus if you will right where like paul said like where microsoft's okay like, hey, if you want you know ray, ray tracing boom you can have that if you want you know higher frames per second boom you can have it it's like they took like you said it's like that power pc approach yep. to kind of like brute their way to performance um and look both again i'll say it again both consoles are very impressive um, Microsoft, you gotta you gotta keep their hats off to them. I mean, considering the the woes of this generation, the Series X is a damn like on paper is a pretty impressive looking piece of hardware. Yeah, it's incredible, especially for the money you're gonna get it for, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, yeah. it's yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's gonna be good times, man. I think that's I think that's what our community and we're always saying is there are a lot of differences. Don't feed into all the craziness. Um, both are gonna be incredible. Both are gonna be uh offer incredible stuff so yeah yeah um, and, you know it aids it, uh, you know uh, look it, at the end of the day man it, it really comes down um it really comes down to the talent of the developers and the tools they have of course that's that's it, yeah, it, yeah. it's you know so you can have the most powerful hardware whatever the case is um it's always going to come down to, to the talent of the always. team and, and the tools you look at um, something like um you know, I know something like um, um, God of War on a base PS4 is a good example. Um, but you even, you know, you can continue to go backwards and you look at like Halo 4 on the 360. 
what it, what 343 did with 512 megabytes of RAM on the 360 for Halo 4 is absolutely absurd. It's absurd. Yeah, or or Rockstar with Grand Theft Auto 5. Remember, that's a PS3 and Xbox 360 game. Um, yeah. What they did at the time was uh, stunning. So yeah, it's there's a lot that goes into that. So yeah, I mean, you you look at like a game like um, Days Gone, right? Yep. And you look at what Ben Sony with Ben Studio did with the PlayStation architecture, PlayStation Four, what they were able to squeeze out of that with those with those terrible Jaguar CPUs, yeah. to put to put all those zombies on the screen at one time yeah. and have this at, you know open world. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive yeah. from a development standpoint. No doubt, no doubt. So, so since we're on kind of that front and being impressive, Last of Us Two. Let's jump to that. So I don't know if we're going to have a lot to say, but Last of Us 2, they had the state of play this week. Uh, deep dive, I think it was 26 minutes or something. I checked it out this morning. Um, I actually did not watch it. And Dan, I'm going to ask you, did you watch it? No. No. I'm not watching anything. <laughs> no. So Dan and I are of the same opinion. We're both diehard Last of Us guys ready to jump in when that releases. Um, but we're, we're at the point, both of us, where we don't want to see any more of it. So what I did, Dan, I actually went on YouTube and I scrolled through the timeline to see if there were just like development or interview sections that weren't showing new gameplay, mm-hmm. and there weren't, so I didn't watch any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Neil Druckmann was talking over a lot of it, but I didn't want to see the the gameplay, so maybe what I'll do is I'll put it on the background and just listen to it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so you didn't watch any of it at all? I didn't even click on it. I refuse. I have been radio silent on it ever since You know, people started spoiling stuff. So I was like, nope, out. <laughs> no way. Yep. So, uh, Enrique, you uh Last of Us fan? You look oh, yeah. forward to this? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. That was my uh, game of the generation. Okay. Gen. All right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's one of my, I'd say it's up there. So Bioshock, uh, Last of Us, Last Gen, I would say probably my two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Interesting. Yeah, it's... Uh, um. Just you know, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll never forget playing it. It's it's one of those games, at least for me, that just left left a lasting impact on me. Yeah, me too. From that, op- from that opening scene, and 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 that's kind of what I'm like. This is, and I remember playing it. I'm like, oh my god, this is. I had to put the control down. I'm like, wow, what, what you know, what I just play, right? Um, it was it had that much impact to me, and and and, and few games do that. So it, yeah. The thing is, is uh. It, it, I've said this before, and I'm actually looking up something right now to share with the audience. So if you haven't watched this, Enrique, so I wrote a very long article on the impact of The Last of Us. And speaking of shameless plugs, um, (laughs) we actually turned it into a series uh, that we did a video for. Bert and I worked on this. And I would say it's probably one of the best videos we've ever made. But it's really reflecting on the impact of The Last of Us, its storytelling, and how great of a game it truly is. Um, It just... it, it. it hits you in a way that a very uh, good movie does, which was at the time when it released, of course, and still today, was just almost unheard of in gaming. Yeah, that's 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 a great way to kind of describe it, Ains. I mean, it, it, like you mentioned the movies, like it, it just it, it not many games had that emotional impact, um, you know, and and you, th- you, at least for me, I was so engaged in the story and the characters throughout the whole game. Very rare for me, though, do I have that level of engagement for, for a lot of like story dri- driven games. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's like things that happen in the game that I'm like, oh, OK, this kind of messed the pacing up for me or, you know, um, 
the, the, you know, this, you know, they blew their load too quick in the, you know, the story <laughs> and now it's just dragging on. Right. Um, none of that happened with, with, with the last of us. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I did watch the, um, the reveal and okay. The state I, of the reveal or the state of play this week. I'm sorry. The state of play. Yeah. Okay, the state of play right. With the new gameplay. How'd you like it? I loved it. Um, I tell you what, the, the, this game is, is super, it's really violent. I I've heard, I've seen a lot of people yes. and I, I, I brace this question on Brap. Um, it, it is violent. Like it's definitely darker. Like it's taking a darker tone, but I wonder if I was thinking about this, like would, would people maybe not talk about the level of violence in this game? Had the main protagonist been a man, right? Because here you have somebody who's a young female and she is just, and she's a stone cold killer, man. Yeah, you well, know? she's had to become one, right? That's the yeah. whole point. And I, I think, like, at least for me, that is it's a very powerful statement for me to see that because we typically don't see, at least in my experience, like gaming, most of the protagonists are males, right? Like, we just talked about Days Gone, Deacon St. John. You know, he's a very most, interesting character. The most hilarious <laughs> name for a character I think I've ever seen, you know? It's oh, like yeah. one of those stereotypical names deacon st john it really is man it's that that name, it's over the top it really is, <laughs> is i'm like yeah. i'm like ben you guys could have done a better job naming this character like, <laughs> it, it really is it's kind of over the top but um but i wonder if that just because she it's a female protagonist and she's young and you know we our last memories of her when she's younger and here she is and she really is i mean she is going to town on people in this game yeah um you know, you can the, the you can tell there's there's more detail in this game in terms of the violence. Where I don't know if you got you you guys didn't watch the uh, the uh, gameplay footage or the, the new gameplay footage. So right? I saw the gameplay footage from when they first you know when we first started talking about it, the first reveals and some like, of those things. Agree? Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't yes. watched any. I didn't watch the state of play or the the newer stuff. No. Okay. All right. So um, I will say though too. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. say I, I won't give away too much, but like there's things that you hear like when you when when she's popping off headshots, you can just hear like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like you can hear the flesh just exploding. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's and be, it's just it's gonna be brutal. Yeah, it's gonna be brutal. And there's some and there's some really cool pop culture references in the game too, by the way. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'll leave it at that. But it's it, it, that was actually really cool to see that. Um no, because to me that's that that's like you don't see like a lot of those pop culture references um a lot in video games per se. Um at least that's been my experience. Uh, not really. Like, no, that's one of the things that has always made Grand Theft Auto stand out is they do take exactly. you know, they pretty much take every aspect of pop culture over the past few years and put it in their game. Yeah, no, but this game looked great. I mean, I, I am um I am super hyped. Uh it's just it's crazy that this game is just right around the corner. Yeah. Um, three weeks. Yeah, and I'm I'm just look, man. I'm I'm super excited to play this game. I I hope I hope it lives up though to the expectations. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's there's lofty expectations for yeah. me on this game. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's fair to have those expectations. Um, but in some ways, it's hard not to, right? Given how great the last the first one was. Yeah, yeah. I'd say for me personally, I I, I have it up there already as you know it's been seven years but if this isn't one of the top games of the generation for me i'll be disappointed which yeah, is weird to say it, which is weird to say but it's just the truth uh last of us holds that special place for me absolutely 
Absolutely, man. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, fortunately, we're going to get to the Metacritic thing. If this game comes out and it's like an 85 Metacritic, people are going to say it bombed. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> you know? it's sad but true. If this is less than a 90, people are going to say what the hell happened. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt, yeah. which is stupid, you know. And it, it, I'm not going to care about that. It's going to be how the game impacts me. I just hope it's as impactful as the first game. Um, and to be fair, you know, the first game... I see people criticize The Last of Us for its gameplay elements, and, and to a small degree, I can see some of that. But in my mind, the gameplay fit the the narrative, um, and it was really the narrative that drove The Last of Us and what made it incredible to me. Uh, and the characters, like you said, Joel and Ellie are just – they're some of my favorite characters of all time. Um, uh, yeah. You know, it's it's a great point, man. Like, it's not – from a gameplay mechanics uh, standpoint, it's not – the best game that I played that has like the best mechanic. It, did, it right? didn't really do anything special. No, it, yeah, it didn't do anything special. Like it, no. it, it used um, mechanics from other games, you know, and, and, and look, it, and the industry does imitate a lot, um, you know, but it didn't like do anything that differently that I've never experienced. But that being said, I mean, that's still, it's still impressive from the standpoint of, not all games can pull that off, you know, especially like if you look at narrative driven games, like, you know, yeah. there's narrative driven games that have terrible gameplay mechanics, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So at the bare minimum, they were able to pull off the mechanics. And I think the mechanics for that game, for what it was, uh, complemented that game. Well, yeah. you know, agree completely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So we're actually, I'm looking at the day. We're less than three weeks away. We're, you know, it's not long now. So I got to make sure I've got time off of work planned. Um, that's going to be a fun one for sure. Yeah. All right. So we have, uh, and I don't know if we want to comment on any of these things, guys. They announced uh, some new conferences this week. Uh, June is going to be one hell of a busy month. So IGN came out and, and kind of gave a calendar of some of the things happening with their whole summer game fest. So they're going to have an IGN expo that runs on June 5th, 8th, and 9th, uh, which is going to be kind of filled with events. You can find that calendar on our site if you want to see exactly what they're going to be kind of showing. And then uh, in between that, from June 6th to 8th, uh, as part of this, is going to be this Gorilla Collective show, which is the show in collaboration with Greg Miller and Kind of Funny Games. So a bunch of indie developers and other things being shown there. And then directly after that, The Escapist is holding an indie showcase as well on June 11th, uh, which is supposedly going to show over 80 indie games as well. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of game shows happening in early June through kind of mid-June. And then finally this week, we heard from Square Enix, and there's going to be a Marvel Avengers live stream on June 24th. So a little over three weeks from now, we'll finally get to see more of that game and how development is coming along. So um, I don't know how much we can say on these shows, guys. I know we're all looking forward to kind of seeing new stuff, seeing what's coming from developers and whatnot. And I know that in between somewhere in June, IGN is holding a bigger thing where Sony xbox bethesda some of the major players are um going to be showing some stuff as well but um any comments on these smaller shows and then lastly uh the avengers piece uh either of you guys dan i assume you are right either of you kind of excited yeah. for this avengers live stream to see what's coming up here yeah i mean out of all this stuff that's the only thing i really want to see and i don't um <laughs> 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 The Avengers is just because I'm a big Marvel fan. I, yeah. I really like comics, and I I, I want to see what they've done to improve it since the last time they showed it, which was trash. Um, so hopefully they can do something here uh, and give me another reason to be excited about 
potentially purchasing it. You know, it comes out at a really bad time, though. You know, right around Cyberpunk time, I think. Um, so. Oh, the actual release date? I forget what the release date for that yeah, game is. Let me look it up. It's either a week before or a week after or the same day. I don't know. It's stupid. It's a terrible idea. Um, September 4th. Yeah. Just, yeah, so just like, It's two weeks prior. Yeah, okay. So that's not... Yeah. No, You'll finish it by good. then. Come on. Yeah, well, it's supposed, isn't it supposed to be like a gas? Isn't that right? Isn't it supposed to be like a extended long... I, I think it is. Yeah, it, games are It is. Here. It's just... You know, what they've shown, we've talked about this offline, Dan, too, is that it really looks like a game, and especially knowing how long it's taken them to do this. They've been working on this game for years. Um, it looks like a game where they really didn't know what they wanted to do with it, and it looks like it's changed direction a few times. So that's why I'm really curious about this live stream to see where it's ended up, because right. if your release date is the beginning of September and you're doing a live stream at the end of June, at that point, you're literally just squashing bugs. The game's done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> just like, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now which is like, I, I, you know, just give me something, you know. I mean, I'm tired of this. Temper your expectations. No. <laughs> I'm the one buying this crap, man. I mean, I, I want you to blow me away. Same thing with Sony, same thing with Xbox. I want you to show me why I want to buy this stuff. I don't want this, you know, just give us some time. No, no. Give me a reason. That's what I said. Yeah. Are you interested in this at all, Enrique? I, first of all, I agree with Dan. Like, I, I don't believe in tempering expectations. Show me. Show me why I need this stuff. Get me excited. You know, if I'm spending $500, $600 on new hardware, show me the goods. I want to see it. I don't want to wait. So I'm, I'm with you there, Dan. Um, I'll say this. Uh, you know, the the one thing that I'm – so I am interested in learning more about the the Marvel Avengers game. I, I really okay. wasn't impressed or – I shouldn't say impressed. I, I wasn't really feeling or vibing what we saw last time. <laughs> Um, no, me neither. I thought it looked pretty poor, to be honest with you. It just, yeah, it, it just, I, I was like, what is this game? Like, I, I don't know. Like, they were just, it, the flow of the game just didn't really do it for me. And I don't know. I think it, the, the challenge for me is that from the movie perspective is that I'm so used to the actors from the movies and Iron Man's yeah. voice. And then to hear these different voices. And maybe this isn't fair, but it just, it, it it's hard for me to get like, invested in these characters coming from the movies and i and and i don't know if that's going to be an issue for other gamers maybe or maybe I've, it's just i've seen people say the same thing i think it okay. is i'm not even interested I, I don't care for the movies that much i'm one of those weirdos um and i don't really i'm not really excited about this game but even me just seeing the gameplay footage after 15 plus years of watching marvel build the mcu it does feel weird yeah. you know it does it, it really does uh you know it just and and that's like kind of like the first thing that I was thinking of when I was watching this. I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound like, you know, Iron Man from the movies. Yeah, that's not <laughs> Rodney. Like, I mean, that's Rodney Downer Jr. Like, where is he? You know? Yeah, you know. And then you know, I think um, who was who else was talking? Captain America, I think was yeah. talking to. Yeah, like, it's not Chris Evans, Evans and yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Well, they, I mean, they got really good people to do the voice casting, but they do so used to the, you know, the Marvel movies now. So that's what they, you know. Especially, uh, you know, younger people that are, this is what they've seen, this is what they know. Mm -hmm. So I kind of throw them off a little bit, you know. But it's just like, well, who did who did Batman, you know? It sounds kind of ridiculous. I can't remember who it was. It was either, it wasn't Nolan North, it was uh, the other one. Gosh. Batman? Yeah, what's his buddy's name? Oh, Travis. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. 
I don't the, know. The voice actor. The he was in Death Stranding too. He was in uh, Travis. Is it Travis? Oh god, no, I'm drawing Parker. Blank. Parker. Tra- yeah, Parker. Travis Parker. That's not him, right? <laughs> uh, no, he, he, he plays Joel though. He plays Joel in Last of Us. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, I should know what that, considering what we just Gosh, said about Last of Us. Man, what the heck, man? We got to look this Chad, up. Chad, help us out. Troy Baker, there it is. Troy Baker, yeah. Thank yeah, you, Beasy. Yeah, they, they do have a stellar. They have a stellar cast. I mean, yeah, like you know, Nolan North, uh, Troy Baker. I mean, those those guys are like you know, yeah. top tier voice actors. <laughs> Who's Travis Barker? I don't know. He's made up he, names. A, <laughs> no, he is someone. He, I don't know what he do. Oh, is he a drummer? Yeah, he's a drummer. Sorry, guys. Luckily, yeah. we got busy to help us in chat. <laughs> yeah. Gaming Forte uh, joined us as well. What's up, man? <clears throat> What's up, Forte? Um, you know, it's I, so I, I for I, okay. So I'm interested in seeing that. I'm always I, look anything for me. Anything game related news. I'm I'm I want to see it because I was supposed to go to E3 this year. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, we were supposed to stay in the same house. We Ames, were supposed know? to hang out together, man. Yeah, Our, man. We had huge plans. I'm so disappointed. Oh, man. And it was going to be. It was. It was a great group. It was, you know, a lot. A couple of the brat panel members, uh, yourself, um, the Iron Lords, um, you Lords, know. Uh, Nick, uh, Undead, Nick Down, yeah, Undead, um, my buddy, uh, uh, Booms, uh, Mister Boomstick, Boomstick, yeah, yeah it was yeah. going to be a, a week long party, man. Oh um, yeah, it, it really was. Yeah, it's and um, so you know, for me to hear anything game related this time because I was I was supposed to go to the show, didn't happen. It's gonna be my first E3. Um, I'll t- I, I'm I'm excited for any game, especially now. Anything that's news related outside of COVID, I'm happy to hear. <laughs> right, point. or you the know? or the recent event, yeah, yeah, or the or the, the recent, yeah. Um, yeah. But I will say this: I'm really interested in Thursday as well. Not, be, not outside of the uh, state of uh, Sony uh, event because apparently, according to Famitsu, Sega's supposed to have some kind of industry shaking announcement. Yeah, that's, that's our good, next topic. Let's get to it. Yeah. Segway. Segway. So before, <laughs> real quick, just want to, uh, Victor, what's up, Victor? Thanks for joining. He said this is his favorite podcast to listen to as of late. Keep on going. Really appreciate that, brother. Thank you. All right. So hit it up, Enrique. You already kind of you already kind of uh, jumped us over there. Let's do it. Sega's 60th anniversary is this week. So we, you know, one of the things I didn't ask you, Enrique, when we were talking about your gaming yeah. history, were you Sega kid or Nintendo kid? Uh, both. That's not the right answer. Okay, okay. Okay, the sixteen the sixteen bit era. I was a Sega guy. There we go. Okay, we're good yeah. now. You can yeah. stay. You can stay. I mean, come on, like Golden Axe, uh, Fantasy Star. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Now you're speaking. Okay. Remember Altered Beast? The first time I fired that up, and I was like, "What? What is this? What yeah. is this wizardry I'm looking at?" <laughs> yes. Even oh Elu said it in chat. Both is a cop out. Yeah, yeah. I like that our chat quickly said Sega over and over again. See, we got a good community here. We did this yeah. right, Dan. We did it right. So anyway, it is uh, Sega's 60th anniversary next week, which is awesome. Um, and Gamatsu, one of the editors over in Japan who has talked about things ahead of time many, many times accurately. Uh, I don't have his name in front of me. But he basically said that Sega is uh, preparing a major announcement in Gamatsu next week. Um, really, and this is a very strange quote to me, but he said on the level of the PlayStation 5 reveal in Wired, which is really strange to me because, of course, people immediately went to Sega's bit making a new console. No, they're not. No, I, I don't think that's true. I would love to love it for it to be true, but I don't think that's true. But what could be Sega's big announcement? 
what do you guys think that uh, this could be a partnership? Could it be a major new game release or, or you know, remaster, remake series? Could it be something as simple as like a mini Dreamcast, mini Saturn? What do you think? Go ahead, Enrique. Oh, man, I, you know, my my mind is just running with so, what it, so many things it could be. Yeah. Um, and BZ said acquisition, which again has been in the rumors, right? But the one thing I was actually doing a little research on this because I was a little naive on Sega's state of kind of company at yeah. the moment. And I had forgotten that Sega actually is part of Sega Sammy now. Yeah. Um, Sammy bought that, a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot that. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, I know there's been rumors of either a partnership with PlayStation on an exclusive game or even Xbox buying them as a Japanese studio. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, Look, I think that Microsoft Microsoft buying Sega would be would be industry like would shake the industry. Oh, it would definitely break Twitter for a day. Oh, it would. And, <laughs> and, I, and I let me tell you something. That would be that would be my favorite studio acquisition by Microsoft ever mm. um, for them to get Sega because of if you guys remember the OG Xbox, I mean, Sega and them were, you know, they were buddies. I mean, they oh, had, yeah, they, they teamed up to try and take PlayStation down. Yeah. Yeah. They had so the uh, Panzer Dreamcast. Yeah, yep. They had Panzer Dragoon uh, Orta. Um, yep. They had Jet Set Radio Future. They did. Yeah. Um, you know, they had Fantasy so many. Fantasy Star uh, Online. Yep. Fantasy Star Online. <clears throat> um, and, you know, that, that would be, I don't know if that's going to happen, but if it did, that would be huge. So I think it's going to be either an acquisition. I think it's three things: acquisition or a, a partnership, uh, some kind of exclusive deal mm -hmm. you know, with Sony or Microsoft, or uh, maybe a handheld. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, okay. Because, and I say handheld because the handheld market in Japan is huge. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, and so yeah. maybe maybe Sega is kind of dipping the toes and has seen the success of uh, something called the Nintendo Switch. Never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe they're doing something switch like you know i mean the industry often copies you know and maybe yeah, they're putting sure. together uh, a switch a switch like device um because look they they have they have the franchises to pull that off right if you think about sonic the hedgehog you think about fantasy star panzer dragoon if they um, have the development teams behind it their ip catalog is ridiculous yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, they could, you know, you, you imagine maybe they could put a, a Yakuza game, in, you know, in there. Um, it's true. Yeah. You know, you could put the whole uh, catalog. I mean, Dan would buy it on day one. That's for sure. Yeah. And then maybe you, <laughs> then maybe you offer a digital library storefront for the old Sega games. Like, uh, like we talked about um, some of the old arcade games like Golden Axe, you know. Classic. Um, you yeah. know, base yeah, hit rise or game too, right? Yeah, they had Game Gear as well. That yeah, was, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's ahead, what I think. Ahead. That's what I think it would be. I think that those are going to be the three things. I think it's going to be an acquisition. Um, I think for industry, like something that would shake the industry, it would it would be like some kind of a hardware announcement, like a handheld device, or um, an acquisition. I don't I don't see like them partnering with Microsoft and exclusives being like shaking the industry because that's happened already, right? Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, Dan, I don't know about you guys or anyone in chat. Anyone see Rise from Your Grave and immediately hear it in the Altered Beast voice? Yeah, I, mean, I can't see nice that phrase without hearing it. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to your doom. No doubt. Blue Stinger. There you go, Persian Knight. That's a callback. That's a good Dreamcast game, man. Underrated. Underrated game. Um, 
Yeah, so I don't know. I hadn't thought about the possibility of a handheld, and you're right. I mean, uh, this is an industry where success drives uh, decisions um, from other companies, and that would be pretty amazing to see Sega actually announce a piece of hardware that's not a home console, but rather something that could uh, run uh, part of their older library and then you know some of their new games coming out. That would be interesting. And, and then you got me thinking just saying that, um, could they maybe partner with Xbox on something to take advantage of xCloud and some of those European markets and bringing a whole bunch of their titles over in that regard? I don't know. It's interesting. Dan, um, what are your thoughts here? What are you ready to buy? Uh, whatever they put out. <laughs> no, here, here's the thing. If, if this guy is, like, wrong or it's not, like, I mean, he is, it's so hyped up. I mean, yeah. I read what he said. I was like, oh, my God, man. Yeah. And, and typically, I'd be the same way. It's like, okay, he's full of crap. But this 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 is a guy who reports on this stuff all the time and has nailed it time after time after time again. That's fine. Let's see what it is, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, it, it, the thing is, it, it, it's it's so... All right, so Famatsu is typically more of a PlayStation-heavy... Well, they're j- Japanese mag, right, yeah. So, Right, so it's probably has something to do with that. I couldn't even guess. I would like to see a handheld, but at the same time, um, I I don't know if they could compete, and I don't know how they would compete with the likes of like the Switch because it's number one. It's already established. Um, the only way I can see that happening is if they do that and then partner with say Sony, with you know to bring that kind of you know their games to that. But then you've got, you know, it's such a weird, weird dynamic because you've already got like xCloud, which you typically, you know, just put your controller on and play it, right? So I don't know, man. Handheld, it'd be cool. I, I, you know, and we'll see. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, it's, it's, but it's coming out on the same day as the the Sony news. So I, I, well, that's the rumor, right? Right. Well, that's, isn't that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he said, yeah, yeah, June fourth. Yeah. yeah, so the June fourth. So <laughs> either it's going to be something that supports whatever showcase they're having, or it's going to be something completely the opposite of that. <laughs> maybe maybe Xbox is pulling yeah. a Sony, and you right. know, yeah, maybe Xbox to do an announcement. Here's what's going to happen. Yeah, do. Um, yeah. it it have to be huge like that. I don't know. It, I think it can go either way. Oh my god! Can, can you was- guys imagine if 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 Microsoft did that? Like Sony's big day, big big day on the stage, and Microsoft's. Hey, we just bought Sega. <laughs> I would be like, you know what? Honestly, as a gamer, I'd be like, yes, yes, finally, we got a fight. <laughs> that would be kind of funny, you know. As much as it doesn't matter to me, because I'm buying it all anyway. It would yeah. be funny just to see the meltdown that would occur. Um, but but the- you know what would be awesome about that is that you know for me that it's like okay, Microsoft is they, they're. They are they are listening to us. They are investing in games, and we've I've been very critical of them uh, about the lack of you know uh, you know uh, first party stuff, and yeah, you know I, I think they've they've done a tremendous job addressing those issues with acquisitions. But something like Sega would be like the feather in the cap, right? Um, oh, and, without a doubt, and especially if they did what they're doing with all their other studios, which yeah. is you know allowing them one freedom complete freedom, but also giving them the resources and the development staff to do what they want to do. I mean, if you imagine a revamped Sega under the Xbox Game Studio banner, where they can hire up, expand, and then dive into their IP catalog, that I mean, that would be ridiculous. 
I mean, they, they so having that IP catalog from Microsoft would be pure gold, and that would put them in a very, very good position coming into next generation. I think they're in a good position now, uh, but that would even put them in a very things to me. They do that. Things are looking very interesting, and I like that we have some real competition here because I want to see both companies kind of push each other, right? Of course. You know, yeah. yeah, that's what that's what I love about this. Go ahead and keep them keep them competing because we're the ones that benefit in the end. Yeah, do you think that that would be really fit? You know that narrative, though. I mean, I mean, what narrative with with with, with Phil wanting to have these games available for everybody and everything? Mm -hmm. You know, buying Sega and taking that much off the table from other yeah. gamers. You know, I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I could see some maybe a smaller studio, but man, I don't know if he would. You know, and it's all about you know money and stuff. Maybe he would. Maybe he's more cutthroat than I thought. If he does, damn. I mean, well, I mean, you know, we've seen other things too. Uh, they own Mojang or Mohang or however the hell you say. Right, it. and yeah, and, and that you know, Dungeons just released on all platforms. They didn't keep that to Xbox. There's no, there's nothing saying they would have to keep all the games right. exclusive. Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, it would be that would be that, that would probably be the way to do it. And you know, and yeah, and that's that's how you. I guess you would. You know, because that's how you make your money is through those games and through those services and stuff like that. So. You know, eh. <laughs> eh. yeah, some of the rumors in chat here. So, uh, BZ said, um, you know, what about uh, the Xbox Series S, which, uh, you know, frankly, we, we know is coming, uh, being a Sega branded console in Asian regions. I know I've seen some people saying that. That's kind of a crazy, crazy thought, um, but that would be hilarious. Um, he also said Sega, which I think is another thing I hear in my head all the time. Yeah. Um, so I... <laughs> yeah. So, and just AP, like that, too. Sega. Yeah, exactly. Sega. Yeah. X Cloud uh, Genesis, I'm in. Yeah. AP Cool J, thanks for joining, man. Appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of possibilities here. I'm just excited. It sounds like Thursday is going to be ridiculous. Um, in fact, yeah. I got to make sure, like, you know, my calendar of work is, is kind of booked <laughs> out so I can uh, focus on the proper things. Um, oh, yeah. No, me um, too. I, I, I always have a, a 1230 conference call. So, I hope that the Sega news doesn't drop when I'm on that call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, it's going to be a lot of fun no matter what. Uh, it sounds like Thursday is going to be a blast, and we'll certainly have a lot to talk about next week. Uh, that goes without saying. Um, so, going to be cool. Uh, a couple other things, guys, I wanted to touch on before we get to what we're playing and, and current stuff. So, Grand Theft Auto 6, you know, we touched on Grand Theft Auto. Um, obviously, we say it many, many times, Grand Theft Auto 6 is one of the biggest IPs, if not the biggest IP in the gaming industry. Um, when it, whenever it drops, it'll be like a nuke. And uh, the analyst who kind of studies uh, gaming companies and their uh, publishers and their revenue and their marketing budgets, all these things, he's the one that also predicted when Red Dead Redemption 2 was going to launch based on what he saw out of their fiscal reporting. Um, he's basically uh, showed this week that in fiscal year 2024, Take-Two is budgeting almost double the marketing um uh, funding that they do on their typical annual uh, God, there's a there's a certain name for this SEC filing. SEC filing their uh, marketing budget in fiscal 2024 is more than double what it usually is, and that would indicate the launch of a major major title, which of course for Take Two is probably Grand Theft Auto Six. So that would uh, indicate that we expect to see Grand Theft Auto Six in 2023 in terms of release date. And that would seem to make sense. Uh, Rockstar came out recently, said, yes, Grand Theft Auto 6 is in development, but it's still early. 
if you think about it, that would also give them time to let next generation kind of settle in. Um, because one thing they're probably for such a big title going to focus on next gen consoles. They've got to figure out how to keep GTA online going and integrate that and bring that up to par on next gen consoles. So this would give them another basically three years or so of development and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, ready to go into next gen. So exciting news. I know people thought this may be coming sooner, but we've been saying for a while that, you know, they've said they're still early. And with a game like GTA six, we know how long rockstar takes to develop games. This sounds very, very plausible to me. Yeah, I think so, man. I mean, you're right. It, it, it seems plausible because you're like you said, they take what, like eight years, nine years. To <laughs> I mean, like, you know, and, and when 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 was Red Dead Redemption 2? That was 2000. That was in 2018. 2018. So, so yeah. almost two years be, ago already, believe it or not. Wow. So that or would put it, it at two. what? Yeah. You know, five, six, five years development time uh, between games, right? Yeah, and there's some, you know, there's some small parts of development that overlap, right? So, yeah. you know, when art, you've got artists, you've got storyboarding, all those things that are probably already in place uh, for GTA 6. But the core development across their studios is probably ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I the thing that I that gets me excited about Grand Theft Auto is that we'll see a Grand Theft Auto on next generation consoles. Yeah, me too. I'm actually yeah. glad that it's not this cross generational title. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. And 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 I'm, you know, we saw what they did with Red Dead Redemption too, especially on the um, if you played if you played it on PC and Xbox. Don't you One start? X. Don't you start? Hey, hey, let me tell you, on PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's impressive on console too. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's it's an impressive looking game, but on PC, you know, it's, we say all the time on X One X, it's probably the best looking game. Um, it might be. It's native 4K, game. and I. I I have like hundreds and hundreds of pictures of it. And so we've joked about this. So Dan saw my new PC and I've got, I've shown you as well, Enrique, I've got the ultra wide um, yeah. and it's a powerful PC and uh, I'm a Red Dead 2 diehard. And I've so far I've held off from buying it again because I know if I do, I'm never going to play anything else. Um, but I really want to see it on a high end PC and ultra wide. Yeah, is it in, is it on Game Pass right now on PC or no? Yes, on Game Pass yeah. uh, on Xbox. I don't know if it's actually on PC Game Pass. I don't okay, think I have so. To look. I don't have to look. Yeah, because it I'll is. You might want talking. You might want to download it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Now you got me curious. You, you can't pass up free, man, on Game Pass, <laughs> especially if it's Red Dead Redemption Two. And I'll tell you what, Ace, it looks it looks beautiful on PC, man. It really does. Like they 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 put a lot of work into. Uh, that game on PC, uh, and that's that's a, you know that's one of the few I think third party games that really really I think uh, for me taking advantage of the Xbox One X, uh, they really took advantage and really optimized that game well for that console. Um, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't think we we typically see that level of optimization um, from third party for the One X. And not that the One X doesn't run games better per se than like a Pro, but this one it was really like you could you could tell. Oh, it was noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, they showed the test, right? The, the pixels on screen are like almost double. Um, yeah. It was really kind of a big thing. Um, yeah. So, no, it's not in Game Pass PC. It's only for Xbox consoles. So okay. I just took a look. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Persian Knight said Microsoft sent ATG crew to, to Rockstar to help for that development, um, which I guess paid off in the end, right? Yeah. No, it did. It absolutely did. I mean, that's where I, that's where I played it first. And, um yeah, I, you know what's going to be interesting is um, I, I, what what day one sales of the new GTA GTA Grand Theft Auto Six are going to look like because that game is just printing money 
mm-hmm. for uh, Rockstar. I don't even think it's it, for a while. It was like charting NPD top ten still for like two still years is. in a row. Is it still? Oh, it still is. Yeah, yeah. It was number seven last month. <laughs> yeah, still Jeez, is. man. Seven years later. Yeah, but I wonder. I wonder with the and who knows. I mean, this is because they did have one of the founders. One of the brothers left Rockstar. The Hauser brothers left. Hauser, yeah. yeah. So I wonder if that's going to have any impact in the game. I don't think it will, but who knows? Yeah, it's a concern because they wrote they wrote Red Dead, they wrote GTA, yeah. they wrote all the GTA games since three. Um, yep. Yeah, it's it, it is a concern, and it's not just him that left. Um, one of the other VPs left as well. Um, oh wow! So there definitely seemed to be some kind of high level disagreement with what they were doing there. But um, yeah, we'll see. So I know Dan, you played Red Dead more even more than me. Um, are you you feel the same way about GTA? I don't know if we've talked about GTA. Uh, is that one of the things that you know you really get into in the same way? Not the multiplayer side, yeah. As much. It's mostly I like I enjoy playing the single player part, uh, the campaign, and then that's usually it for me. Okay, uh, and that's how I mean I, I played with Red Dead when the first one came out. I played quite a bit of multiplayer uh, with my friends. It was just that co op, you know, those little missions and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then with this one, you know, me, you got into it a little bit, and uh, I really actually enjoyed myself quite a bit. But there was, you know, there were so many issues at the time we were playing that it was just getting frustrating. You talking about Red Dead or GTA? Red Dead Two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with the animals and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> Is that still happening? I don't know. I haven't jumped back no, on. I haven't checked on it in a while either. Yeah, there's other stuff. So, <laughs> and I'm not a I'm not a big multiplayer guy anyway. So yeah. Um, well, that was kind of the nice thing about uh, Red Dead Online, not GTA Online. Red Dead Online is you can kind of play it like an RPG single player almost. Yeah. It was like just yeah. playing through the same world, but with different stuff. Yeah. Right. So shout out to Steve, man. What's up, Steve? Uh, in chat, one of our new uh, SG contributors has a great article up, which I'm going to touch on shortly uh, about Destiny 2. So, um, and I completely forgot, Elu pointed out that we're going to see this week too, guys, um, uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Mm. Um, is being uh, is being teased for a June sixth uh, preview. One of definitely right up there again with one of my more anticipated titles. I mean, you combine the Baldur's Gate IP with Larian Studios, and you've got the makings of a brilliant Western RPG. So, a P- that's a PC only game. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. Woo! Calm, no, calm it down. <laughs> calm it down. We're talking about gaming platforms, Dan. No, Jesus, yeah, where are you? yeah that that is bizarre though right you're talking about one of the biggest kind of rpg releases this year and it's pc and stadia like i I love you know i love it though because they are targeting that higher end you know spec that's true so so they're designing this for you know higher end hardware i love i love that like i love that they're doing that yeah, you know, well, that'll be kind of cool, right? Because if they do that, and then next year it can just release on PS5 and Series X, and be you know kind of good to go. I, yeah. I would assume with most of those games, it takes a little longer for consoles because they have to redo the UI, right? They don't build it yeah. for controller right out of the gate. But um, you know, the funny thing, and I don't want to get us too off topic because we've been talking for a while, but a big debate in my head right now, which you'll like, Enrique, is got this new PC, got the ultra wide. My most anticipated game outside of maybe Halo is Cyberpunk. Um, and Cyberpunk comes out two months before the Series X and PS5. Um, I'm really debating playing Cyberpunk on PC, which would be like a big change for me. Um, mm. And then and then starting over on the Series X when that releases. So we'll see. 
I'm 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 playing on PC, man. Well, I know that you didn't even <laughs> yeah, have to tell I mean, me. I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I may if I have the time to do it, I may double dip. You know. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely. We'll see. Yeah, I'm definitely. Anyway, uh, one more thing just to touch on real quick. I, I don't really have any comment other than it doesn't really matter to me, but I know it matters to a lot of people. Uh, NFL and Electronic Arts have renewed their partnership. So that for anyone hoping for a competitor Boom. like 2K Games to come in and start making NFL 2K again or any other company to make a an NFL game to compete with Madden, it's not happening anytime soon. Um, they renewed this through 2025 with an option on revenue to uh, add another year through 2026. So if you think about where we are, right, that's basically the entire next generation already is locked down for Madden to be the only simulation NFL game. Garbage. Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 2, 2K5, that's all I got to say. Yeah. NFL 2K5, the GOAT. The yep. GOAT. Yep. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, you know. I know you play Madden every year, don't you, Dan? Yeah, I play it every year. And the, the problem is, you know, even if they were to go over there, it'd be just as much of a mess at 2K with the microtransactions as it would be on the, you know, the EADS. <laughs> it'd, it'd be the same thing. But that game oh. was perfect. It was the perfect video game. Which yeah. one are you talking about? NFL 2K5? Yeah, 2K5. 2K5. Oh, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. what's funny, Dan? You mentioned the uh, microtransactions or VC with 2K. Uh, they probably you probably have to buy your own equipment, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you don't even get shoulder pads. You just have to run out there. You get injured if you don't buy the shoulder pads. After the first two games, <laughs> then, then, then you get a helmet. Your first helmet is the one with like the one the single bar, like the uh, kickers used to wear. <laughs> a punter right? helmet. You get a punter, punter helmet, helmet for, yeah. for your lineman. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, you get like uh, leather track shoes and then you upgrade to like regular Nikes or whatever they used. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like two K's come out with the golf game and I was joking around with the, with the guys. In, oh, on the so channel. Dan and I are pumped about it, man. I love yeah. golf games. Oh, I can't wait. But I was like, uh, are they going to make us buy our clubs? <laughs> like, nope, what's no that? kidding, man. No kidding. Oh. Yeah, well, no, we said the same thing is like, I hope at the bare minimum, right? Give us the full career mode multiplayer and courses with no microtransactions. If you want us to buy cosmetics and whatever, put, that's fine, whatever. But at least don't hold back, to your point, clubs. You know, Don't have paid advantages for people who want to spend real money because that'll just drive me nuts. Yeah, yeah. and button press uh, swinging. That's yeah, yeah, what's your, what's your opinion on that, Enrico? Dan and I are very big on the, uh, the three-touch swing, the meter, you know, like the old PGA Tour games and whatnot. Yeah. Or are you a thumbstick guy? I like the uh, button. I don't like the thumbsticks. Okay. I like See, the, the. You've so had I'm all the right answers today so far, so you're doing yeah. good. Yeah. No, it just it's just it's a little more it's easier, I guess. I mean, look, I mean, I don't know. Like it's I just, like if I if I pick up a golf game, I just want to be able to pick it up and play. You don't have fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to have to like practice like Tiger Woods to like master the game. You know what I mean? Like I, I just don't want to do that. I want to pick it up, have fun, and that's it. Yeah. Pick up and play. Yeah. Because that's how that's how the old PGA games were. Oh man, they were a blast. The Genesis PGA games, whew, some of yeah. the best. I think Lynx was like that too. If you guys played Lynx on the OG uh, on the original Xbox. Oh um, yes, I real think. good game. Actually, good yeah. call out. That was the old uh, X. What was it? X. Because uh, Xbox had their own sports XSN? game. Yes, yeah, Xbox, Xbox Sports Network. Remember that? I think you're right. Yeah, because they had NFL yeah. Fever. Oh, they did have Fever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good games. Good games. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about some of the things we're currently playing. I know we've been going for a while now. Let's, uh, you know, what are you guys into, Enrique? What do you, what are you currently, you know, jumping around in? Oh man, uh, lots of Call of Duty Warzone, man. Believe okay. it or not. No, uh, I believe it. I played that, a lot of it myself. 
That game, uh, look, I haven't played a Call of Duty multiplayer game in years. I've I've shunned the franchise. I'm like, I'm done, right? <laughs> they did the reboot of Modern Warfare. I picked it up. I got it free, by the way, because when I got my PC. At the oh, time, okay. Uh, yeah. Like, NVIDIA had the deal, like, you know, if you bought the, if you bought a, a PC with an NVIDIA GPU or bought a NVIDIA GPU separately, you get Call of Duty for free. Sure. So I got it for free on my computer. Um, and I loved the... Um, uh, the you know the reboot, if you will, of Modern Warfare. I thought it was awesome. Um, and then Warzone Excellent. came along, and I was like, you know, I I I dab- I've dabbled in, in Battle Royale like with PUBG, and then like PUBG got old and it just didn't, and then it wasn't running well. The frames were terrible. It just never really seemed to improve much. Um, so I didn't think I was gonna go back into Battle Royales after. And then I, I dabbled in Apex Legends, but then I was like, you know what, I, I don't yeah. I don't want to do this. And then. I started playing with uh, Mooch and Delirium Blades, and man, I just, I have gotten, I am hooked. I mean, it's crazy. I am so hooked. Um, I have, I, I just found out that I have relatives, like my cousins that play Warzone. I had no idea these guys were gamers. Okay. And I put something on a Facebook, like, hey, what, you know, is anyone gaming to kind of pass the time during quarantine or whatever? And like three of my cousins replied, like, yeah, we play Warzone. And I'm like, what? Like, I had no idea. <laughs> and like, one of my cousins is like really good. Okay. I, I, just no idea. So I've been playing a lot of Warzone and then um, getting through a Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, which oh, okay. I think is one of the best uh, games I've played uh, this year. What? Ooh, wow! What, what a what a tremendous job um, Square did with this remake. I mean, okay. it, it. You know, we talk about that. The, like, there's there's a lot of nostalgia for me with with Final Fantasy VII because that yeah. was one of the games um, we talked about. You know. We talked about paradigm shifts in the industry. Uh, that JRPG was one of them. It, it, it certainly that, was, especially yeah. being PlayStation One exclusive. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, what the, this the I call it the love letter to Final Fantasy VII. This remake is just awesome. And it's just the characters, um, you know, which I, you know, have a, an attachment to for just playing the original. Um, the music, you know, uh, Air's mm-hmm. theme song. You know, I have it playing as a background music. Um, on my PlayStation 4 when I fire it up. Nice. Um, but to hear that song in the game for the first time, man, I'm, I put the controller down, man. I, I, I got choked up, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> hey, hey, man, that's what games feels, all about. Man. Yeah, it feels, good. man. So that's, that's 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 what I've been playing. And I have been playing a, a little bit of um, – also, I'm sorry, I've been playing a little bit of uh, Ori 2, which is one of the – by the way, if, Fantastic. if one of the best platformers this generation. No doubt. It really is. Without a doubt. I mean, I, I would put it up above, um, you know, the last Mario game on the, on the Switch. I think it might be better than that. Wow. Uh, okay, that's yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, don't completely disagree. It's an incredible game. Incredible. Yeah, it really is. I, I, mean, I don't think a lot of people have played it, which is a shame because tremendous production values, uh, mm-hmm. the music, the art, I mean, the, the gameplay mechanic, it's just a solid game. Yeah. You know, it really is. And it, it, it's just... If you look, if you haven't played it, please play it. it. It really is a great game. It's it's a little challenging, but that's okay. Um, but it's one of the best platforming games this generation, bar none. Yep, agree completely. Agree completely. So Stubbs, what's up, man? Good to see you. Good to see you, Matt over here talking. <laughs> Persian Knight brought up uh, Dead or Alive volleyball. You remember when they came out with that, and that was like the big thing on the original Xbox. And that that, that actually, all joking aside, was actually it. From a, a gameplay standpoint, it was actually a good volleyball game, believe it or not. <laughs> Elu said I played it for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, but it was actually a good volleyball game. Like, all joking aside. like Yeah, you know, that's I, the funny thing about it, right? It was a fundamentally good video game. 
Um, it really was. It just happened to have a lot of boobs and ass, you know? Um, <clears throat> Dan, did you... Uh, I, I can't remember. Did you beat Final Fantasy VII Remake? Yeah, I finished okay, it. Because I know you really loved it too, right? Yeah, really good game. Um, I, You know, it's been so long, I don't remember anything. You know, really, I remember, you know, bits and pieces. And, you know, it just kind of... It was like a new game. I mean, mm. if you didn't... Like I said, if you didn't know what Final Fantasy was, I mean... And they just gave it to you. You wouldn't have no idea that this was remade from something else. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's just it's really good, really, really. I good. think one of these days I got to try it because I, I've said way too many times I just wasn't a fan of Final Fantasy VII. I'm one of those weirdos from that generation where that game just didn't do it for me. It kind of killed my love of the series because I loved Final Fantasy, what is it, five and six or two and three on the U.S. Super Nintendo so much. Um, but I've heard such great things about it and, and the remake that I may need to just play it at some point. So yeah, it's it's not yeah it's not a Final Fantasy game really to me. You know, it's more of like a Devil May Cry ish kind of thing with some mechanics that are in due there, to the way know. they change the combat. And stuff. Right? Yeah, the combat's so much different. You know, and very, it's, but very they're, they're fluid. Still, yeah, very very fluid. And you know, even though you have to go into menus and change some stuff up, and you know, it 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 just flows so well that you really don't even notice it and it's really very intuitive so it's really easy to play so cool what are you up to right now uh i played some dungeons we kind of talked about that in the <laughs> yeah you weren't uh, you weren't as uh, no, impressed not, as i was about I'm it i'm not no it's, you're it's, talking about minecraft dungeons yeah minecraft dungeons it is what so it is, that, is is that like like what are your thoughts so i'm thinking about picking it up um it's on game pass yeah yeah yeah, well, I was thinking about down, yeah, downloading because you know my my kids are big Minecraft fans. I mean, it's just a it. game they they can pick oh, up. Oh, it's play fun, play. man! I okay. I'm enjoying. I, I'll, I'll so I might as well talk about it because it's the only really new thing I've been playing this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been playing it with a couple buddies. Elu actually in chat. We're playing it with a couple other buddies, and I can tell you. I mean, I know where Dan's going. Is if you're looking, if you're like a big Diablo fan or Path of Exile or those major uh, ARPGs, it's not very deep. Right. I mean, it's not like you're building complex systems or skill trees or anything else. It's kind of like my first ARPG, but it's just pure fun. It's just, you know, kind of big levels, bunch of enemies. Um, It's got a good kind of sense of humor to it. And you just kind of run around and, you know, just fight through hordes of enemies. And it's just really fun and it plays really well. So we've played four player co-op with like hundreds of things on screen. It never hiccups even once. No slowdown. It just plays really smoothly. So. It's cool. I think right, your well, kids would definitely, I'm, yeah, kids oh, yeah. would definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna have it. to check it out. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you prefaced it with if you're looking for like a Diablo type experience, this isn't it. Because I think, no, I think that was probably some of the disappointment for what I was reading from people that it just it lacked content depth. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely, and nowhere near the depth of a major ARPG like that. But okay. I mean, it, it has more depth than you would expect from like from when looking at it you know what i mean sure. if you look at it you'll be like oh this is going to be like just a little action game no there's actually loot there's armor you can do custom builds you know you can mix and match artifacts and and your weapons and stuff and do combos so i mean it's got some stuff to it but nowhere near diablo or path of exile yeah it's, it's less grindy you know for sure yeah. but you know and, and yeah if you're looking for something like my kids played it and finished it the second day it came out um and they had a good time, but now they're kind of like, eh, you know. And I, I hit that point like three hours in. I was just like, all right. <laughs> I know you were texting me like, yeah, I think I'm kind of done with this. Yeah. You see what I Eli mean, said, Dan? He said you got to put it above difficulty one. Right. You see, that's the thing. I had it all the <laughs> way up as high as I could get it, and I couldn't. You know, I'm just like, this is, you know, it, I, I think I was. I think my expectations were a little bit too high for it, 
Okay. Be fair, I was really hoping for maybe something more like Diablo with the Minecraft universe. Yeah. You know, and I and I think that's another thing though. I think just the the setting, you know, and just the IP of Minecraft, you know, I, I've never been like really into it. I understand the you know why people do like it for sure. And I understand why people like this game. I think it's, you know, you know, for what it is, it does a okay job. And, you know, that's fine. I mean, it's been plus it's, I didn't have to pay for it, right? So yeah. And that's the Yeah. <laughs> Carl said hashtag difficulty Dan. Damn right. Everything I play. <laughs> I, I I have no interest in making myself mad while playing video games. Mm. You know, I said it a hundred times. I can't even you know, I mean, it's just, it's so much, you know, I, I, I get too frustrated too easily. So I usually play it either on normal or on an easier setting. If I go back and play, like I've been playing also Arkham Knight and um, okay. Bioshock. So Bioshock released their 4K stuff yesterday. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, no idea. You know, yeah. now it's it looks great. I mean, I it looks great. I think it looked great before that. Now it, I mean, it holds up. I would say there, there aren't a whole lot of games that are better or that have held up this long and this well, you know, than like a Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite too. Hashtag, uh, hashtag bias, Dan. Yes, I love them both. I mean, that's that's just for the story, but they really, really look good. No, I'll tell you what. Games. Yeah, and then you look at say Mafia Two. Trash. <laughs> trash. Wow. Both done by Two K. And it was like, I mean, that's, I don't understand why <laughs> I finished that today or this week too. I mean, if you're going to come out and do a remaster, you have to remaster everything. You have to remaster not only the, the, the graphics, but you also have to remember that you, these controls were so dated that you maybe have to touch them up a little bit, not just yeah. throw a fresh coat of paint on it and say, okay, here you go. And like we said last week, you know, Saints Row 3 comes out to rave reviews of like, this yeah. is how you do yeah, a remaster. Yeah. And mm-hmm. 2K is just like, here, pay me $30 for this garbage, you know? And I, I did because I'm an idiot. And now I've got Mafia 2 and I finished it in like three or four days. It's not even a good game. Like, <laughs> not even a good story. Oh, is that like tank controls? I mean, is that how bad it is? It, it, no, it's just super jumpy. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's just the aiming is crap. Wow. But, you know, I was playing Mafia 3 too before. It's just that, not polished so. is what you're saying. Oh, no, it's not polished yeah. at all. No, you can't. Yeah, you know, if you paint, you know, a, your shed that's sitting outside that's about ready to fall down, you know, and throw a fresh coat of paint on it, it's still a piece of shit. Shed. <laughs> so I mean, that's you know, that's what I'm trying to say here. You know, it's like you know, painting a turd gold. I mean, you don't do nothing. Come on now. Do something. Uh, man. Real quick, before I forget, Persian Knight he asked if uh, Psychonauts Two was cross-platform. Yes, it is. Um, so even after Microsoft bought Double Fine or Xbox, what have you, they, uh, you know, Psychonauts 2, if you remember, was actually funded on FIG and uh, coming to all platforms. So it is still coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One. I don't remember if it's Switch. We do have a a preview of it and some video from the uh, E3 demo last year on the site. So you can find that uh, if you search on on the site. Big fan of Psychonauts. Oh, me too. Huge. Uh, We actually... Uh, last year at E3, Bert and I got the uh, closed door demo with the producer and, and whatnot at E3. And uh, nice. we're actually in their video. If you go to Double Fine's channel and watch the video from E3 last year, you can see Bert and I sitting there in the crowd. Nice. So, I'll have to check pretty, it out. 
pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, it looks fantastic. I love what I saw. And uh, we actually have, I think we have a video on our channel of us talking about our impressions of it. So good stuff. Can't wait for that. But anyway, um, guys, anything else of interest that you've been playing this week? Nah. Nah. No. <laughs> nope. All right. Yeah, I touched on Minecraft Dungeons. That's really, I mean, I, I keep saying this every week because, you know, I'm just waiting for, I'm sitting here waiting for Last of Us 2. But uh, yep. just playing a lot of World of Tanks again and uh, and Smite, just really into Smite. Elu's joined us on Smite now. And uh him and I and uh, another buddy just been playing that like crazy. So um, pretty cool. I saw Cthulhu is coming to Smite this week, actually, which is their new Big God release. So if you're interested in that at all, it uh, should be cool. But all right, man. Well, I think uh, I didn't even realize we've gone nearly two hours, man. We've been talking for a while. So uh, it's been real fun having you on, Enrique. A good conversation. Um, it will not be the last time. I keep telling people now that Dan and I have the live show kind of going and um in a good cadence with every Saturday and a set time, um, going to be having more and more guests on. So we'll have to have you on again and, um, go ahead and, uh, shout out anything you want to shout out, man. Yeah. Uh, just again, Ains, man, thank you. And Dan, thank you guys for having me on. It's been a blast. Um, I love coming on podcasts and, you know, just talking video games, uh, had yeah. a great time and I would love to come back on and we got to get, uh, both, uh, Ains and, and Dan, we got to get you on Brap too. Um, Anytime, man. Yeah, Anytime. gotta make that happen uh, sooner than later. So, um, and uh, big shout out to everyone in the live chat, guys. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. And yes. um, if you haven't uh, checked out Basement Radio Arcade Podcast, you can find us uh, uh, on YouTube at uh, the Basement Radio Arcade Podcast. And, um, you know, check us out. Uh, you know, we go uh, live every Wednesday uh, night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to give me a follow on the Twitters, you can follow me at brap underscore podcast on twitter so uh thank you again gentlemen had a blast and uh again gotta get you guys back on we gotta get you guys on brap yeah man anytime just hit us up yep, so, absolutely good time yeah thanks everyone in chat man it's been a great conversation today uh, a couple things i want to shout out real quick so uh on the site like i said new sites live a couple uh new articles out that came this week so elu in the chat patrick uh, wrote an article on the importance of music in video games. Excellent article. Definitely suggest you check it out. And then Steve, who is also in chat, wrote an article this week on specifically on Destiny 2 and uh, kind of the environment that Bungie has created and some of the challenges they face. So those articles are live. You can find them on the site. Uh, the new Meet the Crew page is also live on the site, which basically uh, takes some kind of like five or six kind of core questions about our history in gaming, some of the things we love, our favorite console, etc. Uh, for all the people um, currently producing content for Season Gaming. So check that out. Get to know us a little better. And um, we've got a review coming from Ryan, uh, likely either today or tomorrow, for those who remain a new uh, a new indie game that just launched this week as well. So keep an eye out for that. But um, it's been a blast. Dan, anything to shout out? I'm good, man. Good, good. All right, guys. So been a lot of fun. Thanks again, Enrique. Thanks again, chat. And uh, we'll see you next week.